0: welcome to another week of the sports block podcast nathan Stackin here with you i'm in my basement here travis krins joins oh. me uh, my good friend and co-host of this podcast and you are joining us from some new digs yes i'm dropping off clothes at the good little parking lot because i have too many clothes You have too many clothes do you have too many clothes but not enough hats where is the uh i assume you have your hats all set up in the new house already
1: not yet. I have a, a good, sufficient number of 250-some hats. So, I have that. Got to set those up. Everything's in the house. A lot of work on Friday and Saturday, moving everything in. Then uh, yesterday was a lot of shifting around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be here for the rest of the week, just moving stuff and putting stuff away. And then we can get to the books, the bookcases, the hats. We can probably do that here next, uh, maybe this weekend. I got uh, three games this week, so I got that. Busy week coming up. Mhm. But um, everything's in the house. I like the house. It's good. Good. So so far
0: so good. So okay. So let me ask you first off on the, just follow up on the hats. How will you re? How will you arrange the hats? Because I know Melissa got you a nice like a shelf or case almost. You know to to set up and display your hats and stuff. So how will you display them? Are they going to be alphabetical order? They're going to be based on color. Are they going to be based on sport? How are you going to do this? Oh, we're good.
1: Well, she used, I think, uh, shoe. There they they were originally shoe uh, stands or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Place, she shoots. So she bought these and they were set up in her basement. Uh, this is, like, my birthday present this year in January. hmm And so we're going to set this up in one of the rooms upstairs. And um, I think uh, one of them is baseball. I don't have a Royals hat or a Tigers hat. Those are the only two I don't have. I'll get those at
0: some point. You matter. Yeah, you were just in Kansas but, City. You should have picked up a Royals hat.
1: I know, and I'm looking at them, and there weren't any that you know, I, I wanted. And I'm not a huge Royals fan anyway, so those can wait. So we do, you do a baseball section. You do a college section. Uh, you, uh, oh, I yeah, got an NBA section out of many. And also it was probably a miscellaneous section of a few NFL teams and, and the other oddballs okay. that we got there. So kind of in four sections, so we'll set that up here in the next week or two. I'm excited for my books. I've never had my books on display uh, all that much. They've always been in totes in the closet, so I can get those out and just see how many books I have.
0: So. Okay. Uh, where's the Frozen Four hat going to go? <laughs> So I'll go into miscellaneous. Okay. You did not want to put that on full display, like it right in the center. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've
1: got I've, got, I've got, I got, I got a few hockey ads here a couple months ago, we got a New York Islanders that got got about three wild
0: apps. Oh, very good, very good.
1: Penguins, uh,
0: who else have I got? I got Sharks. I got ve- Rangers set, do you have Vegas yet? Apps. Huh? Do you have Vegas yet?
1: I do have a Vegas one but it's not very good. I was disappointed in that. So that's the two these online purchases, you never know what it's gonna be like. Well ninety five percent of them are good. The Vegas one not
0: great. You need to you need to look in a different Vegas hat. And you will need to get a Seattle Kraken hat at some point. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely so did you have to use a u-haul uh what how did this uh you know did you have a lot of stuff that you needed to bring in because let me tell you when we moved from fargo to st cloud we had a giant big at like the biggest u-haul that they they you could possibly have plus a, a little trailer and then we had four cars full of stuff and another little trailer with some furniture we moved everything in the kitchen sink so wow. how, man, how many how uh, many loads of uh what, what size moving truck did you have to buy uh, rent if any
1: Whenever I've moved before anywhere it's always just been my stuff and we used the cattle trailer uh, which is mm. sufficient yep this time we used a car trailer which was not quite as big but nicer and doesn't have shit in it <laughs> well, literally <laughs> uh, literally shit in it at one point. So, my parents last weekend brought a lot of Melissa's stuff over, which was necessary and needed, and we stored that in my garage. Okay. And then uh, this past weekend, I mean, it was a couple of trips, and they gave us a little red trailer that we could use during that Friday to make some smaller trips with some stuff. And then uh, Saturday, they loaded up the big stuff, the beds, you know, dressers, big wooden things, Mm -hmm. couches, chairs. So yeah, it was many trips, and then we went over to my apartment for another little trip to get couches and chairs. And it's a lot of stuff, it's a lot of stuff.
0: It, uh, it was nice that you could,
1: not
0: all, sorry, go ahead. Uh,
1: the, the, the basement is not all that full, so you can do some maybe rearranging there, put some more stuff in the basement, but you never, you never think it's as much as you think. You think, all right, I got this, I gotta move this couch and the chair and the TVs and this stand and that stand, and my clothes and all these little extra things with all the little stuff all the little shit in the drawers and everything else is out and you got all this extra crap like well i don't really need any of this so you just put it all in a box and you go from there so it's it's always more than you think it's going to be and uh so much stuff
0: yep at least you were able to it, you, that you live in the same town That you did in I it and Melissa had to move from Sioux Falls But at least you were able To move just stuff within town That's always a lot easier Than having to travel You know Hours away
1: And then they make you do A 60 day Thing on your apartment 60 day notice Which is ridiculous mm-hmm. So I still have my apartment For another month So I don't need to clean up Or get everything out Most of the stuff is out need to go in there and just put a little few extra things in and out of there. We can do that any time the next month. So that helped. If we had to make two big trips from an hour away, that would have been more of a problem.
0: Yep. Well, good. I'm glad everything went good. Uh, And now it's all of the fun of, you know, like you said, getting stuff rearranged and unpacked and everything it it, it's it's work for sure but it's like okay now i can make this all my own or like you you guys can make it your own uh you can set everything up the way you want so very good
1: i've been been doing a lot of laundry uh clothes uh, i have that i have uh, i'm just doing everything all all the clothes putting them in the uh, washer Then it comes out all right do i wear this i keep it if i don't i put in the pile and i just dropped a bag off at goodwill We'll probably do that every day over the next week. Just doing clothes and totes and totes and clothes. And they, are, I
0: don't need. they are going to look at you uh, as if that was Norm from Cheers pretty soon if you keep going Fair back not. there. <laughs>
1: oh, they said, do, do I want a receipt? I'm like, oh, I did, just take this shit. I don't want a receipt. I don't want a, a donation, a tax write-off or whatever that is. Take this shit away from me, please. <laughs> There's that. I, I, I do wish the bathroom was a little bigger. That's my one uh, complaint. The bathroom's not very big. But uh, we can get through that. And uh, this is this is weird. This is weird. But there's a bathroom at every level. They're not very big. But there's a bathroom upstairs, main level, in the basement. My idea is, and Brand new is this 1910 house. 1910, but it's new My us. My weird idea is to put for me like a post-it or something... Uh, in the bathrooms for me personally to see how many times I use each bathroom specifically sitting in each bathroom and taking care of business that way uh, (laughs) just to make a tally thus far the tally would be upstairs zero uh, main level zero basement two so I'm particular to the basement uh, bathroom at the moment for whatever reason that is is
0: it uh, it like a two and a half bath is it a uh, like, is yeah. it a two-bath? Uh, how, how, how would... The only...
1: The only tub is upstairs. The main level does have a shower. Okay. And the, the basement is just a bathroom.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, just the toilet so. So Probably about a two two-and-a-half. The a porch, half. though.
1: The goddamn porch. It's great, the porch. hmm I like the porch we've got, and the... uh we like, the, the main-level living room, and it worked out well, so...
0: Well, very good. I uh, uh, my I voice. hope I hope you have uh, a lot of great memories and uh, can enjoy that house for many years to come. Um, you know what we you know what we can't enjoy. Uh, let's have a moment of silence here, a moratorium, yeah. shall we say, for the Minnesota Viking season. Done before we even knew it.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so here's a moment of silence. Thank you. Um, Oh it was about I
1: don't know, second quarter of the game when you were done. You were done. Second quarter of
0: that yep. game, you had uh, read them their last rights. Yep. And it, it just gets worse today uh, with the news that Anthony Barr is out for the year with a torn pec. I mean, you know, maybe I was overly optimistic. That it, it, honestly, and I don't know if this would have been the case or not. But um, you know, if Deniel Hunter plays, if he's not on IR I I feel like the season would have gone a lot different at least the first 2 weeks. I think they would have beat Green Bay. They would have had that at least a pass rush on Aaron Rodgers and then I, I mean who knows? Is that a hi from Melissa?
1: Yeah, Hey, hello. Thanks for the birthday. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. What, what what better birthday gift than getting you a house? I mean, I didn't personally get
1: what the hell was a birthday gift? Yeah. It was
0: birthday yeah. My birthday was on that veteran? And I didn't, uh, I, I mean, I didn't personally buy the house for you, but it's a great birthday gift to be able to move into a, a, a house, so congratulations. It was nice. You it for
1: congratulations. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> congratulations,
0: everyone. I'm um, the Vikings. Yeah, not, the, not to the Vikings, but I mean, it's just... So I, I, may, I don't know if I was overly optimistic because, like, the whole offense was coming back except for Stephon Diggs. Now, maybe we over – I don't think we can over – I don't think – he is. And I don't think we can overstate how important he is to the offense. But if he was a pain in the ass, at some point you got to – it it's kind of like with Percy Harvin. At some point the headache and he and he just you know you just can't take it anymore if he's not going to do what you know needs to be from the team and if it's gonna be a distraction you have to get rid of him. Um But was he I mean was he a distraction
1: though? I mean he did his thing, they weren't accurate, but this is a bad team now. Yes. No. We'll see what they do against the Titans, maybe they can turn it around. I doubt it. But, but I mean, sure. But when you think about it their entire defensive line, gone. And it was a very good defensive line. Mm hmm. Emerson Griffin. Emerson yep. Griffin. Outstanding. Yep. Daniel Hunter. Very good. Yes. Uh, Linville Joseph. We like that big subject. Yes, we do. Where is he at? Where is he at? Uh, Where are you going?
0: He's from? with the Chargers. Oh,
1: they're no, no, okay. So all those guys are gone. hmm. So that's, that's a big loss. You got the two rookies in the secondary. That's, they've
0: not done well. Well, and Dantzler didn't uh, even play yeah. Sunday. He had a. Like a broken rib or a bruised rib or something He didn't even play Dantzler, Cameron, Cameron Dantzler, that Their third round pick Gadney played, I thought he played okay I, I really did. I did There was a lot of the Defense was better mm-hmm. I don't think they were good But they, they were better
1: This week Defense was better
0: Too many penalties But uh-huh. I mean
1: it lo- Yeah a lot of penalties like every, every time they make a play There'd be a penalty Yep And you gave up A second round pick For the defensive end And that's looking like That second round pick May be fairly high So that yep. may not be, be, in the, be Real good this year, uh, you lose maybe your best receiver in Stephon D. Like, this team has one. I, w- I was concerned about the receivers, and they've got one. Mm-hmm. They've got one receiver. Jefferson, well, just maybe he'll do something at some point, but not enough. Now, yep. Kyle Rudolph, I don't know if i think Kyle Rudolph catch a pass this year. I don't know, I'm sure he's got a couple. I can't say I've seen him catch a pass. They've got one receiver, so that's bad. Mm-hmm. And Dillon even dropped a couple passes, which he never does. Right. So... To, you I mean, you do that Your quarterback Well that's the worst game He's ever played Yes yep. he, he was He was terrible
0: He was so, Yep uh, Taking that sack him,
1: the, They signed him to an extension And mm-hmm. this was going to be The last year of his deal Yep But now we've got him For a couple of years here And you can always Finagle these contracts And then do this And do that I'm not so concerned About getting the Clemson guy Because he's going to go Number one to the Jets Or whoever um, Like Gardner Minshew's I, what would it take to get to, I would like Gardner-Mitch, I, I would be fine with that. I don't know if, I mean, Justin Fields, i was looking at him today, like, I don't know if he's going to be any good, mm-hmm. but that would be exciting, Looking yeah, at Justin Fields, and really looking at the teams that are going to be there, uh, the Jets, I would say the Jets should draft a quarterback, I think they would. Jacksonville is less certain, right now, I'm sure if they get the number one pick, they would make a trade. Uh, Minshew for something? Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'd be interested Yeah. So I mean, that's the that's a very intriguing point. Is that you know what if the the Jaguars and the Vikings got together for a post because the Jaguars have all sorts of um, draft picks and compensation that they can uh, use to to trade up to number one if they if they really want uh, Trevor Lawrence, it would be very intriguing to see like if they're picking like five six maybe in there if to trade up to one or two with the Vikings if the Vikings get there. And like there, there's a lot of season to, to go, and this team is not yep. nearly as bad. Um, like they're, they're bad. They're far worse than I thought they would be. But there's too much talent for this to continue, in my opinion, uh, especially on offense. Um, but wouldn't it be intriguing to see the Jaguars trade yep. some of the, the picks, including the second-round pick that the Vikings traded them for Yannick? Uh, to to go up and move for Lawrence, I mean, this is I don't know. I'm i resigned to the fact now. Like I, I had I had them winning the division at ten and six. Um, I, I don't know if the Packers are as good as their two and zero record. They're certainly they're certainly very good. Or but I think they can be had. The Bears aren't as good as their two and zero record indicates. Well, I I you look, you look at this entire
1: NFC. And outside of, like, Seattle and the Packers, like, you look at the NFC East, and, and you did not like that division to begin with, yep. and that has been bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, West, the Rams, well, I don't know, San Francisco, they're not going to be think as good as they were last year, Arizona, let's get on that, Arizona, they're, I think they're going to be really good.
0: Are you going to get on that bandwagon with me, because sure. we're on the bandwagon yeah. for the Padres, are you getting on the Cardinals bandwagon with me with Kyler Murray? Cause... I'll hop
1: on that, May somebody somebody worth a damn, so, I mean, I think Green Bay, whether they're good or not, I think they'll be one of the top two seats, Yep. along with Seattle, yes. along with Seattle,
0: what a great game that was last night, too, or Sunday night. Just incredible. But so I, I, there, there are so many emotions that I'm going through right now. And I'm, honestly, I, I would, you know, if this had been, you know, like maybe five years ago, ten years ago, let's say, these losses would have hit me a heck of a lot harder. Uh, than they are now i'm looking at this kind of in general as like the 2020 season where you bring all these rookies in you don't have an off-season program you don't have preseason. like the 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 DAC is the the the, the Dak. so we'll get to dak prescott here in a second the the deck was stacked against them the odds were stacked against them even before the season began um and that's something i should have taken more into account i Honestly, I, I didn't have them even making the playoffs until they got Yannick. And then I said, okay, that pass rush, that tandem of Ngakwe and Hunter, that's going to be enough to help that secondary grow a bit. Um, and that, Is it that has not been the case. We, we still don't
1: really
0: know. We still don't really know. I mean, it, he's, he can come back. He's eligible to come back after three weeks. So after this game against the Titans and. We'll we'll see what his status is at that point. Um, I mean, it it also didn't help too that Michael Pierce, the defensive tackle that they brought in from the Ravens, who's a run stuffer, like he's he was the guy that's supposed to replace Linval Joseph. He opted out because of COVID. His uh, his opt out, I don't think, is mentioned nearly as much as you know, like the eight Patriots or whatever that that opted out that was a significant piece because he's a newcomer to the defense and he was going to be a big piece on that defensive line. So I think when you add all of this in together, I think I'm okay with the Vikings having a bad year to, re, to regroup, have a full offseason next year, and then watch them uh, get back in it. Now, it would be nice if they can keep uh, Ngakwe. We'll see if that happens. They don't have that second-round pick, but... If they can maybe move around and still pick up either a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance, because you're right. I mean, the Jets are hot garbage right now. Um, if it weren't for the if it weren't for the Jets, the Vikings would be the worst team in the league. Uh, even the Bengals are better than them uh, because they have a, they have a competent th- that Joe Burrow. I don't know if you saw any of that Thursday night game, but Krenz, if you can watch any Bengals game this year do it, because right. Joe Burrow was sensational. Uh, Baker Mayfield was great, uh, but Joe Burrow is the real deal. Uh, the Bengals have a lot going for them. They just need to get a defensive line, an offensive line, which are two big pieces, obviously, to, to getting a winning football team. But they have they have their guy. They have their guy for the next decade-plus uh, under center. Yeah, it
1: to be good enough here, two games in.
0: So... Um, so I,
1: I guess so, I know. Well, go ahead. I would say with the quarterback. I mean, what are they going to do here? Because well, be. the thing about like Kirk Cousins, it seemed to me like he just looking at his stats, and I know he's not bad. No. But then after watching him here for two years, three years, two years, seems like he's a guy that his stats look better than what he actually is. You know, he throws for 4,000 yards, 4,500, 30 touchdowns. You're like, oh, that's pretty good. Then you watch him play. Like, well, he's not going to win any game. Like, if you're going to pay him that much, the money same's fine. But if you're going to pay him that much, then you need him to make a difference. You mm-hmm. need him to elevate guys. You know, you need him to elevate guys. You don't need, well, we need 2 ultra receivers. We need this all-pro running back and we need this and we need that for him to be successful. Like, he should be able to make a D.C. Johnson worth a damn or something like that, you know? Well,
0: he's not, he's not but, a Patrick Mahomes or a, a Deshaun yeah, no, Watson be, by any stretch.
1: I don't know. Some, like, you know, it seems like the receivers make him, if you don't surround him with talent, I well, don't it's going to be an issue. Well, I mean, although, the, although, like, like, look at all the, the random folks <clears throat> Brady and Rodgers are prone to mm-hmm. at, they're, they're at an elite level but I don't even like a Matt Stafford it's not like he's had great receivers, he had Calvin Johnson for a short time mm-hmm. he's had a few guys but it seems like you need quite a few guys here for, for Cousins to uh, just to what win 10 games like he did last year but first year didn't even make the playoffs not make it, I mean three years into this thing they're gonna make one playoff appearance, which is not not what we really signed up
0: for. nope. nope I would agree with that. Uh, the offensive line has been suspect yet again. Drew Samia got the start in place of I think it was Drew Samia got the start in place of Pat Elfline, who's on IR with a elbow or forearm injury, something like that. Um, and he he didn't he didn't play great. Now I will say the play that uh, that Kirk got sacked in the end zone again, and I would love to know from Elias if there's ever been a quarterback that's taken a sack in the end zone back-to-back weeks. Um, I It probably happens more often than I think, but it, it, it seems so rare. I will say this. I think the ref, he came in far too quickly. He should have let that play go because Kirk was getting out. He got out of the end zone, so I think that was... That was bad. I'm. I, where's Gary Kubiak in all this? Where's this zone running? Let's run with Dalvin Cook. Let's run with Alexander Madison. Let's set up play action and get these wide receivers open, the, these tight ends. Let's throw some screen passes. The screens worked great last year. The game that frustrated me the most was the game against Kansas City when they just, they had four good screens in you know, right away in the third quarter, and then they didn't do it the rest of the game. It's like, come on, where are the screen passes here to be able to to take some of that pressure a off Kirk Cousins, but b off of these other wide receivers. I just don't I don't see where it's at. I thought that Gary Kubiak was supposed to have this great running game design, and the Vikings just aren't doing that at this point. Um, and that would Calvin help. Elvin Cook is their best player, and they need to give him the ball.
1: Yeah, twenty to twenty-five times, including interceptions. They need yes. to use him. Like, give him, like, 10 carries in the first quarter. Like, get him
0: going. Yeah. And even if you're behind by two touchdowns, I don't care. Keep it going. Yeah. I it just, it, yeah, you can't abandon the run here. You've got to keep him going. I mean, you just signed to a five-year, $63 million deal. And I think you, was it you who had said that this already felt like a, a rebuild year or just like, a okay, we get a scholarship season, like we're just going to, you know, we're done with this season now, we're just moving on to next year? I, maybe it wasn't and, it, 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 someone like that.
1: It, I'm surprised they, um, they traded digs. It's like they're in a win now mode. They got the quarterback. Like they're trying to win now, but it seems like you know what they signed Zimmer and Spielman to some extensions here, so it feels like you know they've, they've got a couple of years to to reboot here quickly. Yep. Over the next couple of years
0: I don't I don't think regardless yeah. of what happens this year that either of those guys Nobody's should done. get fired I just think that yeah. the 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 amount of incredible circumstances that the, that any team has had to go through uh, it's yeah. not just the Vikings it's everyone but a team with as many rookies as the Vikings have with no uh, no true offseason season. I mean that's that's tough for you to deal with regardless. And then the injuries are starting to pile up.
1: And just reading like some of the reviews of that digs trade at the moment, they're like, Oh the Vikings or oh, the Vikings they won this trade, which is dumb. I mean I get stupid any time you grade a trade like that. But looking at it now, it's like two games in, you know, it's Justin Jefferson, he's gonna make or break this trade, we'll see what he does. Mm-hmm. But all these other, players, they got like a what a fourth round or a fifth round. Like I don't care about those picks. I don't know who these picks. I don't know what they did with those picks. But I'm pretty certain whatever they got from them, ain't gonna matter to amount of anything.
0: Diggs had more receiving yards Sunday than the Vikings did as a team. Yes. I mean that 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 well, tells you
1: a hundred and seventy-five yards for the game. Yep and uh, 50 of them came on the first drive first drive was excellent mm-hmm. uh and then they 35-yard d- drive 15 was on, a, on the rough in the passer yep so 50 of your 175 came on the opening
0: drive and that's you know and then they bogged, they bogged down in the in the the inside the 10 in the goal line situation i think it was a second down play that they ran, like, straight up the middle. It's like, why would you do that? I think they were at the four, and it's like, it was a terrible play. Like, you, you run that play on first down. You don't, because now, from the four, you your field is so much more limited. You better come up with a great play, and obviously they didn't. So, yeah, the, I mean, if you look at the first drive in each of the first two games, they've put 10 points on the board. Uh, they've looked good. It's the rest of the game that isn't good. So, I mean... I don't want them to necessarily tank for Trevor because I'd like to see them. I think there's enough talent that they can turn this around. But if they do have a bad year, it's not going to really hurt my feelings because of the quarterbacks that are there. And I'm even going to, Krenz, I, I hate to say this, I'm going to even be okay with Trey Lance because he's going to be better than Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, I, I looked at him and I'm like, I don't
0: know. He's from Marshall, oh. so I have, I have, I'm conflicted about him.
1: Well, if he goes to the Vikings, I mean, you're going to root for him, because that's, you know...
0: Right. That's, that's of course. good it.
1: for you, and that's Marshall, Minnesota right there. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm... Eh, you know, I'm iffy on him. I'm iffy on any FCS guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my neighbor has a St. Bernard. I love this St. Bernard. He's <laughs> nine-month-old. He's huge. His name is Jack. Um,
0: that guy better be an SDSU fan, then.
1: Love this dog. Love this damn dog. So... <laughs> Um. And like, yeah, you know, you got because because I was looking at it like the top teams that are going to be bad this year. They don't really need quarterbacks. Outside of the Jets, maybe Jacksonville, which is not 100 percent anymore. Uh, Carolina was another team I put out there, even though I would take their quarterback right now. Just look guy they got. hmm And uh, like Detroit. Detroit should have picked the guy last year. Detroit. Um.
2: Yep. They you know, that they, yeah. uh,
1: they, they, they should. They should do something now. So, I'll try, I, I can't come up with any other team that's going to be down there that uh, I feel confident going to pick a guy. It's like one and a half teams now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And hopefully the Vikings are in that mix and maybe can get another guy.
0: So, yeah. let's say that they get um, the, like, yeah, the first or the second pick. Um, and the Jaguars right. want it. I would be okay with Gardner Minshew, the first round pick, a second round pick, and then, like a a second rounder next year. Oh boy! <laughs> if I
1: get the second pick, I'm taking probably the Ohio State
0: guy. So see, but if if the Vikings got Gard, if the Vikings got Gardner Minshew. Uh, or as, uh, as Chris yeah, Berman... Gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll get away from the dogs. Okay, that's okay. If, you know, as as uh, Chris Berman would say, me 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 shoo! Uh, both, uh, both of Both them. Uh, so
1: I mean, what are we doing when we're training or trading first-rounders? Is that what we're
0: doing? Yeah, so, like, let's say the Vikings got, like, pick six or... or let, no, no, let's say the, that the Vikings have pick two. And the Jaguars... You know, cuz they almost beat the titans on sunday so let's say they get uh they have like the the 10th overall pick maybe even the 11th or 12th let's you know the vikings say okay you know what we'll give you the you know the the second overall pick you give us gardner Minshew, your first rounder uh set the second rounder that we gave, that we gave you for Yannick, and then a second round next year i would do that trade in a heartbeat uh that's probably what you the
1: what do you do with your current
0: quarterback? Um,
1: because if you're trading all that, if you're doing that for Minshew,
0: no, you got to be starter. Yeah, yep. I, uh, what, um, what
1: do you do with him?
0: Then That's a good point. Um,
1: and you, and you, you see what Gardner Minshew can do here? Yep. Uh, I do like him. He is, uh, it's interesting. Like, you got, what is he, a sixth-rounder, fifth-rounder?
0: Uh, six, six, six Sixth-round pick, yep.
1: And I think he's going to be good. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he needs, like, if you're a fifth or sixth rounder, you need to continue to prove yourself you're going to do this. Well, mm-hmm. if you're like somebody like, I don't know, Baker Mayfield, people don't like him. I like guess you, 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 you get more chances if you're a first round pick. Yep. Or the number one overall pick. You get more chances. Yeah. Yeah, even if you're not very good. And if you're Gardner Minshew and you're taking 190th overall, uh, you have to have, like, three really good seasons.
0: Just say, oh, yeah, this guy's good. He can play in the league for one. What if you traded Kirk to the Lions and took on okay. some of the salary? And I doubt the, the Lions would do this uh, because Kirk is not a, a young spring chicken. But the Lions would be a potential place. You, you take half that salary and maybe you you they give you, like, a fourth-round pick, a third-round pick. Then you could take Gardner Minshew. Uh, what I mean we're spitballing I I don't know I, I really
1: that, that reminds me That reminds me When uh, In the infancy of Twitter When I tweeted somebody Would you trade Ponder To the Lions For example
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I've been blocked From reading his tweets Ever since yes. And he said no No I would do that you know Yeah, and, yeah I, I would definitely Have done that Lions Lions sure as fuck Would Like it sure so fuck Would have uh, my idea last off season was to trade him to the Colts. Yeah. For whatever they were willing to give. And uh, the Colts still looking, I think, for a, for a guy. on mm-hmm. And they're a, probably uh a playoff team in yeah. the AFC.
2: Yeah. So you, if you look at those teams, who, who are the Vikings uh, around there that are, that are usually just
1: the quarterback away? I don't know who that would be. And. Uh, they're they they uh, stuck with this quarterback at least for another year or two, and that's yep. We're only going to go as far as he can go, and, and he can probably get us to the second round. Yep,
0: so that, that's what we do. the the tank for Trevor, lose for Lawrence, fail for fi- fail or fall for Fields. What do we like better, fail for Fields or fall for Fields? Tank for Trey, Trey. Okay, so um, we want to lose for Lawrence. Tank for Trey. See, but Tanky, be, I think... Be, how about we do... To, how about enough, this we do? Be, how, just, just be good enough, be like a 5-11 and
1: 11 team, and just be bad enough where you get, like, the, the fourth pick, so you're just out of the money on anybody worth a damn. And you end up with, I don't know, some offensive tackle.
0: Hey, there's, I mean, there's a there's a very good offensive lineman from Oregon who would be dynamite. Yeah, Oregon, is, okay.
1: he's, like, going to be oh, probably the second or third
0: pick. Yep. Um, okay, so what if we do this? We, we, we tank for Trevor we lose for lance and we fall for yep. fields or fail for fields fail fail for fields okay i mean again i still want them to to do well but i mean i don't at this point i don't want to see an 8 and 8 uh, team here, I want to. Well, Jesus
1: Christ, uh, I'm thinking like six
0: and ten. Yeah, I, no, no, that's what I mean. But I don't want them to get to that. like if you're if you're going to turn <laughs> this thing around here, you better be ten and six. You better be because there is that. The other thing that's of note here in all of this. And I get that. I've been talking out of my ass a little bit here with the with the Kirk Cousins and the trade, with the, you know, wanting Gardner Minshew and stuff. I will come up with a more comprehensive uh, game plan on, in right. terms of the trade and stuff and what the Vikings could get or who they should make it with later on as the season progresses. But... Um, like with that extra wild card spot in there you get that 7 spot there is no reason why the vikings couldn't get in as like a as a 9 and 7 and 10 and 16 team now is it is it worth it I don't to get it looks like but you know. is it worth it getting in the in the playoffs you know to lose right away to the 2 seed as the 7 seed i don't know probably not no. but at least you're in the playoffs i because that way, anything is possible. I, I don't know. I mean, we thought they would get shellacked by the Saints last year, and look what happened. I mean, it's it's, tough. it's
1: tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah you say, I mean, is it worth getting a seventh seed to play Seattle or the Packers or Dallas? Or, I mean, no. No. I mean, I want to win the Super Bowl. I say it every week. That's the only thing I care about. I want to win the deal. Yep. So. Yep.
0: Uh, we're away, so. Did you watch any of the other? Did you watch any other football on Sunday?
1: I watched a little bit of this Chiefs game and this this fucking kicker. I tell you what,
0: butt kicker. I watched is the bats. Yeah, holy. I can. Watched
1: the bats. That? That's... And god damn, I know it's you know, it's turf, perfect conditions. No, I mean, no crowd. It was about as perfect as you could possibly hope for. Yep. So that was it. Was from fifty three. 50,
0: what, from 58, twice? 58 was the first field goal. That was to get it 17-9. They were down 17-6 at that point. He makes the 58-yard field goal, tied the, the franchise record, gets it to 17-9. And yep. then, yep. you're right. They had the 53-yard field goal that they were going to line up for to, to win the game in overtime, and they get a false start. Because he had made the 53-yard field goal. He They get a false okay. start, Yep, then 58-yard field goal. Kicks it. Oh, wait. Char- yep, he makes it. Chargers call timeout. So he's made two 50-plus-yard field goals already. The third one, uh, no timeout call. He makes it. He kicks it. And it's it's a better kick than the, first, or than the second kick. Uh, I mean, it's just incredible. Harrison Butker, I mean, I saw it live last year when he made that 50-plus-yarder against the Vikings, and that was just like, oh, fuck. Uh, I mean, he's a very good kicker. Uh, Mahomes had a very average day But he just needs to make one Dynamite throw And he did that to Tyreek Hill And that's all, that's all you need um, I mean this, this, this Chiefs team is really good I don't know if they're going to beat the Ravens next week But that was a great game the, the game, though, Cam Newton gets stuffed at the one-yard line. The, I mean, the Seahawks live and die at the one-yard line on NBC Sunday Night Football. We'll see if that happens a couple weeks uh, when the Vikings come to town. It won't. Um, but we shall see. The game, though, of all games and the collapse of all collapses. Like, we thought 28-3 was a bad collapse to the New England Patriots. Well, that was worse than this. It was. It was worse. But the, the onside kick that the Atlanta Falcons just looked at um, and didn't recover that Greg Zerland... I mean, it's, it's an incredible onside kick. It, they call it the watermelon kick because it's not on a tee. You know, it, it's kind of spun around. It looks like a watermelon. And he kicks it perfect and you just had the right amount of English for it to travel 10 yards. Head coach Dan Quinn of the the Atlanta Falcons said that his guys know the rules on the onside kick. A lot of hornets. You you got hornets in your house? I got a pear tree, man. The the hornets like the pears. Oh, no. Uh, Is that. The tree's about bear. The tree's about bear. Is is Michael Kidd Gilchrist there? Uh, Is Frank. uh, Kaminsky, there. Like, what? What's going on with the Hornets here? Is Kemba Walker? Did Kemba Walker come back?
1: Kemba Walker's right here. Um, yeah. So the uh, the Hornets, we got him. The, the tree's about done with the pears this year. Um, get out in the morning or late at night when the Hornets are not there and pick up these pears that have dropped every day. So that's that's what our deal is right there. Yeah. Um, yeah this, is this collapse was bad. A going off on a tangent here. We end up. We saw Marcus um, a week or so ago. we talked about the house and the pear trees. Mm-hmm. My dad was there, and uh, my thing was, you know, we went through. Didn't we go through the top five fruits here a couple weeks ago? Yes, we did. Right? Strawberries yep. and grapes and oranges and whatnot. Pears were on that list. <laughs> <laughs> what NFL? What what quarterback do we know? What NFL quarterback did I compare pears to? He doesn't play anymore. hasn't played in a while. You played for our favorite team for, for a few years. What quarterback did I compare pairs to in that? Pears are good, pairs are solid, nothing wrong with the pair. You do a lot better than a pair, but if uh if you've got a pair, you're okay.
0: Uh Brad Johnson? Uh, Dante. Yeah,
1: Brad Johnson, you know. Easy. Yeah, Brad Johnson, like Brad Johnson is uh, the pair of quarterbacks. He's good, he's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Nope. There's a lot of things better than Brad Johnson. <laughs> There's a lot of guys worse, but yes, exactly. We got fucking the dog to the left. We got dog to the right. Our dog is doing pretty good here in the middle.
0: That's so. good. That's good. There we go. Um, and yeah,
1: the Cowboys thing. But so the one thing about the Cowboys, I wasn't following up. I was seeing them come back in this thing. And unfortunately... Well, I don't mean to have a hell of a game for me, but I'm going to lose because fucking Das Prescott I'm also had a hell of a game for the other team. Mm-hmm. I'll them to tomorrow I can get about two points tonight.
0: Oh, I think he will. I think you got it. I am pissed off that Russell Wilson, but I had the weekly high score locked up until, A, the Seattle Seahawks defense decided to lay a big egg, and then Russell Wilson throws five touchdowns. Like, that's that's right. that's just not going to help me. Probably big quarterback weeks. Mm-hmm. I was thinking uh, they, they were down what fifteen at on one point. Dallas was. Yeah, it was thirty nine to twenty four. Um, and
1: they went for two at the first touchdown, which makes no I sense. I don't agree with, but I think I changed my mind because what they went for two and they didn't get it right.
0: Right. Yep. So it was 39-30. Yeah.
1: I always like going for two until you absolutely need to, but I think I might have changed my mind here because they went for two so they were down nine. That allowed them to know we gotta score twice here. If they would have made it let's see if they would have waited, they still would have been down eight mm. they would came down to a two pointer. Yep. And if you don't make that one, you may not have enough time. You're just maybe banking on an all or nothing. This is it. Eight points down, and then make two point conversion. So I might be changing my mind of going for two as soon as you can down fifteen, so that you know if you didn't make it, you still have to score twice and to run the clock the rest of the way
0: that way. So. Mm-hmm. No,pe I, that's a that's a great point. Um, you can also look at the the Julio Jones drop in the end zone, which didn't look huge at the time because I think that the Falcons were up by twelve or something. But Julio Jones is almost as sure-handed of a wide receiver, or used to be, as we as we see in the NFL. And for him to drop that was just incredible. It was a great throw by Russell Gage. Because um, he was on a trick play. And that proved to be very, very costly. Um, but Here's, I've, I, I see pictures of Julio Jones.
1: I see pictures of Matt Ryan, who are by far the two best guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvin Ridley might supplant, Calvin Ridley might supplant, Calvin Ridley might supplant Julio Jones at this point.
1: He's very good. Yep. This is why I see pictures of this when I see the score 40-38, I see pictures of these guys, and they're like the first team ever to have, you know, no interceptions and so many yards and score so many points and lose a game. That's never happened
0: before. 440-0, I believe, since that stat began
1: see that, I don't, I don't hear anything about this defense. I don't hear a goddamn thing about this defense when it came to that Super Bowl off. It was all Matt Ryan and the offense didn't convert or they, mm-hmm. they uh, took their foot off the gas in the Super Bowl. Yep. And they're all Matt Ryan and Matt Julio Jones. It's the fucking defense, folks. If you're ahead by 20 points, if you score 39 points, you should probably win the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Without any more offense. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the offense had chances to put it away even more, but I, I don't hear a goddamn thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: about the defense. Uh-huh. So that that all about the quarterback, who I think played pretty well. I uh, do yep. they scored thirty-nine, forty-one. So, yep. <clears throat> blame the defense for for giving this lead up.
0: Now they did lose a couple of defensive starters um, during the during the the contest, so that has something to do with it. But this onside kick, either the Falcons didn't know that they could recover prior to ten yards, which. <laughs> i i mean dan quinn said yes they do uh they that they know the rule uh, Ed, uh owner arthur blank is like oh if they do that's not good like you, you you gotta understand that like this is this is not a good look but dak prescott was talking to the cowboys punter and he was saying that maybe the falcons weren't jumping on it because of the the spin on the ball if they don't fall on it just right if it squirts out then the cowboys can recover it prior to the 10 yards so it, it's kind of like uh you know it's kind of like a, a foul ball or like a ball that's rolling down the line in baseball you think it's going to go yeah. foul you think it's going to go foul and then it stays fair and okay then uh, you know a run scores or you know they get a single and and it leads to so much i mean if you if you know, you're thinking like, "Oh, it's gonna go foul. I'm not gonna play this ball." And then here it does. I th- I equate that to the same uh, degree that this onside kick happened. Um, either way, it's an epic meltdown and an epic collapse by the Falcons, and it saves the Cowboys' season. Because can you imagine if the Cowboys lose that game? They went for it twice uh, with fake punts and didn't get either one. If they lose that game, they fall to 0 and two in the Mike McCarthy era. Uh, granted, their their division is awful, but that would have raised quite a few eyebrows and there would be a lot of Cowboys fans that would raise a lot of concern on that this week.
1: Like a lot of people like Owen two, that's the big thing. Owen two, you're dead.
0: hmm You're not.
1: Like you got the Eagles, or you got the Falcons, you got the Vikings. You've got what Houston? Texas
0: Yep. The Bengals are Owen of- the the Bengals are Owen 2. the Broncos are Owen 2 like, uh, people that can
1: maybe compete, like the Philadelphia can maybe bounce back, Houston and mm-hmm. Atlanta maybe in the mix there late. Anyway, they can come back and, and still be relevant.
0: Yes. Philly can because of the division they're in. Um Atlanta probably can't. Like that was because of Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Uh you know yep. for, fortunately you have Carolina in there. They're 0 2, but that's uh that's a that's a tough one. Um,
1: And New England England seems
0: to be just fine. Yes, they do. uh, Cam Newton is incredible. Um, They look good, yeah. I mean, when they get down inside the five-yard line, they're going to score a touchdown pretty much every time just by running Cam Newton. Um, They didn't, unfortunately, when they needed to to last night. The the Seahawks stuff them at the one, but um, that's because the fullback – gets blown into Cam Newton, essentially knocks him down. Uh, uh, that was an incredible game, and it, it was played under heavy hearts uh, and terrible circumstances with Patriots running back James White. Uh, his father and mother were involved in a car crash in Miami. Uh, uh, White's father is a used to be a police captain there in Miami-Dade County. Uh, he died. His mother is in critical condition. So he was made inactive for the game on Sunday night. It it was it's I I don't know I'm not gonna judge this by any stretch, but you know Robert Kraft offered to uh, to fly White back to my down to Miami on his own private plane, and White said no I'm just gonna go with my teammates uh, back from Seattle. I. I mean, Brett Favre played when the day after his dad died, and put together like arguably the greatest game he's ever had. Um, that that was against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Not saying that White had to play, but you know, like to, to choose to be inactive, but then not fly to Miami. It's his own personal choice. Uh, I just I found that to be a little interesting. And again, that's totally his choice. Um, but if you, if you weren't going to play, I would have thought you would maybe like if you're flying back with your teammates, I, I, I don't, I guess to me, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It does it doesn't have to, it only has to make sense to him and I'm not going to criticize him for that. I just, it was not the thing that I would have expected if he were inactive. I would have thought that he would have flown down to Miami. Right
1: away. Maybe yeah. maybe he's, he's got to go back home and get his family and then fly down with them. Could I be. don't know. Yeah. But yeah,
0: it, it could be. Uh, not again. Not criticizing. I just I, it's just the, it's it's just interesting to me how he was inactive, but not uh, but but gonna fly back with the team. Yeah. But
1: like, if you're gonna play, play. But if you're not, probably go back home.
0: Yep. Again, I'm not criticizing. It's a terrible situation. It's a tragedy. Um, and certainly thoughts and prayers with him and his, uh, hopefully his mother can survive. Uh, it, it, it's a terrible situation all the way around. Um, no, no other way around. it. So a lot of football talk there. Uh, I mean, we didn't even get to the injuries. I mean, Saquon Barkley's out for the year with the torn ACL. The 49ers uh, look like a mash unit against the Jets. Solomon Thomas, or Nick Bosa tears his ACL. Then two plays later, Solomon Thomas hurts his knee. He might have torn his ACL. Jimmy Garoppolo, their quarterback, he has a high ankle sprain. Raheem Mostert scores a touchdown, and then he leaves with an injury. I mean, just and then and yet still, uh, Jarek McKinnon, the Jet, former uh, Minnesota Viking running back, picks up a thir- uh, first down on third and 31 because the Jets over pursued. I mean, it's just it's comical how bad the Jets are at this point. Um.
1: Adam Gates. Adam Gates really is. There's not talent there, but goddamn, he really is. He, is he one of the weirdest he, some bitches I've ever seen with his eyes? He's, he, he's one of the guys just want to beat his head in with a hammer because the way he looks.
0: Is he the Kirk and, Cousins of head coaches?
1: Yeah, he's the worst. And he's just the worst. He's just the goddamn worst.
0: So, he, so he, Kirk Cousins is a, better at his profession than Adam Gates is at at his. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not good. He's lost. I think 28 games by double digits. It's probably like he's been a coach for the, what do he, coach Miami for what, two seasons?
0: Yeah, two, three seasons, something like that.
1: He's been with the Jets for one?
0: Two, this is a year two.
1: Second, he, he hasn't coached a lot of games, but so he's lost twenty-eight of them, I think, by double digits. And the Patriots, total, have lost like 28 games. I think by double digits in like fifteen years or something like that. <laughs> He's done it in about four, five. Like this, this guy sucks. He's not good.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. He's very, very bad. Very that bad. That
1: Jets team is so void of talent.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you
1: do what they had? What Robbie Anderson?
0: Yep, they let him go to Carolina.
1: Carolina, mm-hmm. tearing it up, and he was good with the Jets. But well, he might be like really, really good now in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. I mean, you see what Le'Veon Bell has gone to nothing. I like, he was having a Hall of Fame career. And I'm not so sure anymore because like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, you go somewhere and it's just a non-factor.
0: Yep, yep. And he's out now, of course, for a few weeks. Um, I mean, and it, 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 so, so Saquon Barkley tears his ACL. That's a terrible situation for him because uh, now people are going to look at, oh, is he truly a franchise running back? I think he is. He just needs to get behind an offensive line, and this was a. Just a, a fluke deal. I mean, look at the size of his quads. I mean, my God. I mean, they're, they're just huge. Um, th- that's a guy who does not skip leg day. Uh, but then Christian McCaffrey is out four to six weeks with, uh, with an ankle injury. And uh, he says he's going to beat that. Um, and we'll see. But he's out at least multiple weeks. Um I I think so. I think I think it's the off. I think it's the off-season conditioning because they weren't. The guys had to just go to local gym or a park or a school and and work out on their own. Um, I think the lack of conditioning. I think the lack of a preseason. I think that plays a significant role. Sunday had more injuries and more severe injuries than. Any other Sunday that I can remember, and I know I think there was one a couple of years ago, and we're like, "Oh, this is the worst ever." No, this surpassed it because of the the number of guys, the severity of the injuries, and the the star players or the the the, the talented players that got these injuries. This is this is a bad week.
1: I don't think there's been a quarterback though that's been at a serious level. I think the quarterbacks two weeks in usually
0: there's one Gar- Garoppolo would be the would be the lone But
1: that's ankle but it's not like it's a season ender so we're two weeks in yep. and all the quarterbacks are fine so far yes
0: yes um, yep. th- that is good news so it but mm. this week uh, week two fantastic week of games terrible injuries we'll see what happens week three and we'll see if the Vikings can get out the schneid though probably not Baseball. Um, when,
1: when we're, when we're doing, it, we're doing yeah. this betting thing instead
0: of yeah, I, for, I forgot about. I forgot about that. Oh. The, week one was yeah, awful.
1: Yeah, I don't know where you got your odds from. I what what those were. But um,
0: they were not was, good. Uh, yeah, it
1: was something else. Something was off with the odds there. Uh, Stratton Kirk. He's already busted. He was one for five. And me and me and Kirk had a discussion for the ages about. The, the betting and the payouts and how much you win and what a deal that was. But anyway,
2: um,
1: <laughs> tough markers me and I, I came up with, and I think Marcus is going to win it probably. Uh, I'm going to watch a little bit of this Monday Night Game because I got the Raiders to win it, to double my money at plus 205, I think I got 10 bucks on that. Fake money. I started with a hundred dollars. I won four dollars last week, so I'm up to 104. Nice. And uh, I lost both of my bets this week, so I'm down 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Charlie's hanging in there. Chad the Kirk's already bet all his money and busted, so he's out. Uh, the betting guy is out uh, <laughs>
2: before
1: he was done. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's just so tough. It's, it's impossible. It really is impossible. When you think about it, it's like all right. You got two options, either you win or you lose, you, you pick the money line, you pick uh, the point spread, you pick the over-under, it's like, it's going to be over-under, either the Steelers are going to cover or they're not, it's like, it doesn't seem like it's that hard. No, I would imagine at the end of this thing, we're going to be lucky to be hitting
0: 40%. Oh yeah, yep. It, it's it,
1: ridiculous, it, ridiculous how tough it is.
0: Yes. Very very tough. It's like trying to play that streak game on the ESPN Fantasy app, like build your streak. Like yo, oh, well you're playing the odds. Like this has a 97 percent chance to happen, and then uh, no, not not going to happen. Uh, my picks were significantly better this week, so that is a good because uh, I was six and ten last week. If I'm going on like the the confidence points. That was much better. I had uh, two games wrong all week. I picked the Eagles against the Rams. I picked the Vikings against the Colts, one and three points respectively. I have the Saints tonight for four uh, confidence points, but otherwise a, a significant improvement from last week's debacle. Uh, the did you see this tweet from uh, Stanford Steve? Uh, he does oh. the he does Sports Center with. Scott Van Pelt. Great. I mean, that is uh as good of a program on ESPN as you can get. The the um, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. The, the segments that he does, it's just tremendous. Here's what Stanford Steve tweeted a few days back. Let me pull it up here. you if it was betting No, it was not betting. Here it is. 3 days ago. Not commenting about the new playoff format in the MLB until I see the matchups. But, if it gives us Twins versus Yanks in the first round, we need a new format. Hallelujah, Stanford Steve. You know what you're talking about.
1: It's Twins-Yankees. It's going to be Twins-Yankees again. There were eight teams. Like, alright, there's eight teams. There's so many possible combos. They're, They're both really good. They should both win their division. Neither are. Okay. And I just want to play a playoff game against a team that's not the Yankees. Mm -hmm. They've been in a playoff, I think I was thinking about the other day. They've been in a playoff like six, seven times. They played Oakland twice. they played the Yankees like four or five other times. They had a one-game playoff against Detroit one year. They had a one-gamer against the White Sox. Mm Mm-hmm. I just want to play a series against a team, not Oakland or not the Yankees. That hasn't
2: happened in three goddamn years. Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, there's still a chance they can win the division. They're two back with five to go. Uh, White Sox have got seven games, so I, I figured today what it needed to be. And Twins need to sweep the week. They got to go five and all here against Detroit and Cincinnati, and uh, that would give them 38 wins. So isn't they go five and all this
0: week. Isn't it six games? Don't they have six games huh? this week? Don't the Twins have six games? No, eight?
1: they just got... No, they got today and Thursday off, they have two against Detroit and three against the Reds, who are fighting for a playoff spot. Did so if the Twins can go 5-0, oh, mm-hmm. the White Sox would have to go, uh, what was it, 4-3? and three. And, and they, the Twins retire
0: They have a significantly difficult well, Far more difficult schedule than the Twins oh. do Twins are playing at home for both their series The White Sox have to play the Indians And the Cubs the Indians have been scuffling
1: They took three out of four from Detroit Garden High retired Detroit seems to be done So you got to win these two games against Detroit mm-hmm. If you lose any of them you know, Packer Bakes or New York City so you gotta beat Detroit. Then and see what you can do with Cincinnati. But Twins go five 0 White Sox go four and three. I assume there's a playoff, one gamer for the division. I don't know in this weird season, because they tied five five and then they had to head. If the twins were to go four and one, which I think is likely, then the White Sox would have to go three and four. So, you know, if I hope the Twins actually go 4 here, and I think we'll know if they want to want to based on the pitching moves and the lineups and things like that who they rest and who they don't Mm -hmm. to where if if you're one game out heading into Friday I think you gotta try if you're one game out going into Friday I think you gotta try because if you don't try and you're stuck playing the Yankees we've seen this movie many times and we know how this ends if you're the division winner and you can be a one, two, three seed who knows maybe you could play uh uh the Houston Astros wouldn't that be nice play Mm -hmm. the Houston Astros you could play uh Another team. You can even play the White Sox. I don't give a shit. I'll play the White Sox.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you can play uh, Toronto. I don't want to play the Yankees. I don't want to play any. I'd rather play the Dodgers than the Yankees. I don't want to play the Yankees.
2: <laughs> I so don't So, I think
1: it's very, very important that they win this division, because if they don't, it's going to be uh, Tuesday of next week, Wednesday of next week. Good night. Two-nothing two sweep, and then we're, we're done. Real damn quick
0: with this baseball season. Well, it's just like last year. Like last year, the Bomba Squad went off, and this was like this is the most fun Twins team I've ever remember watching. You know, seeing all the home runs they were hitting, all the runs they were putting on the board. Like there was no game that you felt that the Twins weren't going to that that the that the Twins were out of it. They had the offensive capability to come back at any time and go off, and then. They meet the Yankees in the playoffs, like, okay, like maybe this is our year. Maybe we can get the Yankees. Nope. That ended in a hurry. and a big thud. Uh and they feel a lot better about
1: the pitching. The offense not nearly as good. hmm Uh two Ibex, but but the pitchy. Kentamayeda's gotta start game one. Yep. He's been their best pitcher.
0: Barrios is uh, co- starting a, to come around though.
1: Barrios turning around. So you got him and you got Beneda who's done well. So mm-hmm. those are as well as those 3 You're pitching right now That's about as good As the Twins have had Going in the playoffs it's Like three guys I feel really good about mm-hmm. But uh, yeah I assume we're going to see Garrett Cole in game one And I assume it's uh, Maeda in game one For the Twins And He has pitched Way above my expectations He has Couldn't have done any better For me So Maeda has been excellent And uh, we, we need him to Give us like seven Shut out any He's him to be
0: how, how many more years under contract do do the Twins have him for? Three. Three. Three,
1: okay. I think. Okay,
0: that's good. So he'll be, be around for.
1: I didn't like the trade to begin with, but I like it now to get him from the Dodgers. He's making it sucks for him. He's making no money. The Dodgers are paying some of his money. The Twins are literally going to pay him five million dollars or so, five to six million these next few years.
0: Well, how you know will that? how will he feed his literally, family? Like,
1: a million and a half a year. Dodgers are taking some of it. Even with it, he's making like three and you know, a like quarter million. It's not very good. It's a bad contract for him. And he's pitched excellent this year. So um, one of the best contracts. I mean, I mean,
0: really, really is one of the I best. I mean, you might have to do like Latrell Sprewell and sell his yacht. I mean, how is he going to feed the family on $3.25 okay. a year?
1: I'm sorry. He'll figure it out. But uh, he's a, maybe they can give him a little bit more money to beat the guy named
0: are are they are they are we are they is baseball doing awards this year for the regular season? Yep. Okay. Uh,
1: Nelson Cruz has had a shot at the MVP. He's got a bum knee, so I don't think he'll play much here at the end. I don't think he'll play much against the Cubs. Didn't really see much of the Cubs series, so uh, he had a shot at it. He won't win. Jose Abreu for the White Sox. Um, good team. He's having a hell of a year, so he might be there. And, of course, you could always vote for Trout if you want to. But uh, Jose Abreu might be in the mix for
0: MVP. Are we, can we just give Don Mattingly the manager of the year award in the NL?
1: <laughs> Probably. Marlon's going to make the playoffs. How about that? They're, okay. they're going the well. to be the five
0: seed. They're going to be the five seed. If are going to old format, they'd be right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible what they've done. Given how the season started with the whole COVID Thing it, it it's unreal, and I wouldn't put it yeah. past the. I mean, we'll do a baseball playoff preview next week, in earnest here, uh, and it, it's going to be a far more uh, expanded playoff preview because we have so many yeah. more teams. I look at the, the the NL, and I think the Dodgers have a great, or the, the Padres have a great shot to come out of the out of the NL. Yeah. I mean, it they they're familiar with the Dodgers; they can do that. So. Uh, but, I mean, it's the Marlins. The Marlins are the story of baseball this year. And as far as the Twins go, what are your thoughts on what Josh Donaldson did last week? Uh, kicking oh dirt on, on the plate. Like, that? It, I don't know. I mean, yes, does the umpire need to kick him, like, eject him? Oh, uh, we're going to disagree here. I'd, we're going to disagree. Well, let me, let me get your thoughts here. Because I, I don't, I think he over, I, I think the ump overreacted. Oh. A little bit in ejecting him, but I don't think Donaldson should have kicked the dirt. Like it seems like a dumb move on his part. Like just don't don't do anything that would give the umpire cause for you to get ejected. That's I
1: thought point. it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I loved it. He because this guy Dash Donaldson, he had had an okay year. He missed a lot of it with an injury, but hopefully he does well in these next couple of years. But he he brings a certain attitude a cockiness
0: right it was so funny the
1: yeah. and their biggest free agent signing money wise they've ever had I loved it because I the, the pitch they called a strikeout I don't think it was on the swing because it was a check swing if it was on the swing okay but if it was on the actual pitch it was a horrendous hor- multiple feet outside <sighs> like a curveball mm-hmm. very like just ridiculous well, it was a terrible was call very, yep so if that was on the pitch, then that's then even more so. Screw that umpire. Yeah. And then the next pitch, he hits a home run. Perfect. Fucking perfect. Trots around the bases. I thought he missed home plate initially, is what he was doing, or I don't know if he did. So he goes back and muddies it up and gives him the thumbs up. I've seen the picture. It gives him the th- thumbs up as he's running away from him. God, it God, it was so perfect. It was so great. I thought it was excellent. Just a tremendous piece of business is what it was. I mean so uh, it, it was funny, know, but it, the it twins ended up, and all that, but but it, it was
0: funny so. it, it was funny. Uh but the <laughs> twins ended up losing. So like let's say they they were up at that point three to two, and you lose that yeah, they game. They needed them I mean so let's say they lose to the, the White Sox by one game here. I mean you could yeah. and, and who's to say that the, the White Sox wouldn't have come back and won that game anyway, because they, they certainly could have. But if they do that, you're gonna go back to the actions of that one guy, and that could be the difference between you playing the Yankees and playing, I don't know, the Astros or the or the Blue Jays. Like I mean, or the Indians. Like there's a difference that there's consequences to your actions. So as funny as they were, and as um, as much as like the Umps have to start, you know. You know, toughening up a little bit and just not getting... like You don't run the show here. Like, people don't watch baseball to watch the umpires in action. They come to watch the players. So there's responsibility built there and it was a terrible call. But Donaldson has to know better than that and that could end up costing the Twins down the stretch and getting swept by the Yankees. So remember that. Remember yeah. when the Twins lose the division by one game and then play the Yankees in the first round and get swept that Donaldson's actions... Were a direct cause to why they get swept. I mean that
1: that White Sox series was very because they lost three of four and they could have won three of four.
0: Exactly. Yep, they the were first, very close games.
1: First game they left what fourteen guys on base up sixteen guys, not ridiculous. Yep. So dumb it guy, that was frustrating. Then another game they lost. They lost that make uh, like that final game of the series that. Yeah, I was, and it just wasn't one of those. God, what a difference that, If you win one of those games, we're tied to the division. So the two back, we're we're tied. Mm-hmm. Very uh, disappointed in that series. And uh, when I think of the the Twins' losses this year, whatever you go back and and whatever what, what losses stick out to me as the ones that make a difference in the standings, uh, those games. Uh, there was a afternoon day game against the Pirates, in which. Uh, Taylor Rogers blew a save. Twins were up like two or three runs, and he yes. blew it. Yep, uh, that one was a big one. His numerous blown saves. Taylor Rogers. I don't. I don't want. I do not want him pitching at all mm-hmm. in any significant situation coming up next week with the playoffs. He's out for me. Uh, so those are the games I remember. A couple of those. Yep. And the Twins they went nine and nine against the Royals and the Tigers.
0: Yeah, getting swept the, by the Royals uh, uh, multiple times in Kansas City is not a good look.
1: Not good. Up being bad. I, think the, I think the White Sox won 18-2, something like that. 18-2 and or 16-2 and against those two teams, and they were very mediocre against everybody else. Meanwhile, the Twins, they were pretty good against everybody else, not named uh, Cleveland, or not named the Kansas City and Detroit. I think they won six or seven from Cleveland, and they split with the White Sox and gave a couple games up there. And So, yeah, they, they did not beat the two bad teams, and that uh, cost them a game Mm-hmm.
0: So we'll, uh, we'll see. Hopefully the Twins win the division. Hopefully they can avoid playing the Yankees, but uh, it, it it looks like that's the likely uh, playoff team because the Yankees are all of a sudden red-hot. Of course they get red-hot at just the, the right time going into the in playoffs.
1: I would say they're the favorite right now. Yep. The Yankees in the AL.
0: Yep. Yep. I th- I think the only other team I would take is the the Rays because, I, I mean, they have good Chicago's pitching. Our,
1: Chicago's better than I thought they'd be. Everybody was on Chicago. They're better. I don't like their pitching as much, but uh, Chicago's good. Their bullpen is good. Mm-hmm. So Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, they're they're in the mix.
0: Yep, and the Twins as well. I mean, but but they'll lose to the Yankees. Did I
1: so. talk about last week how the White Sox like never make the playoffs? Uh, maybe not. People, people always talk about the Cubs, you know, and the Red Sox and their curse and whatever. Like, this will only I think this will only be the second time ever that Cubs and the White Sox only had the playoffs in the same year. Wow. Uh, the other one was like oh eight and there was a time before that they both met in the nineteen oh six series. <laughs> but in, in where you actually have to be in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, and it's not just a, a division winner gets to the World Series. But the White Sox have only won I think the White Sox have won one playoff series. Ever, wow! Or uh, I guess in 2005 they had to win uh, two rounds to win the World Series. I, I think that is the only year they won a playoff series, not counting the World Series. Hmm. Way back when, like you just you just look at the White Sox playoff history, and it is not pretty. Hmm. They won, I think they won the the American League Division Series once. And I think they've won an American League uh, Championship Series once. And it was both in 05. I think, outside of that year, they have never won a American League Playoff Series.
0: Wow. So. That's, uh, that's I mean, it when you get overshadowed by, you know, the Big Brothers on the North side, it's... Yeah. Oh, it's slightly easier to understand, but certainly surprising yeah. nonetheless. Uh, Anthony Davis did a thing. He made a three-pointer against the Nuggets in Game Two. Uh, this after the Nuggets beat the Clippers. Uh, we had talked about. We thought the Clippers were gonna win. Uh, that's a that's. I mean, we can. We can, we can go another time on it. But, I mean, the Clippers don't have a first-round pick till 2027. I would imagine Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to stay. They have a team. I mean, you can compete with the Lakers. I mean, I don't I don't know why you would disband everything. And I think, again, you, you look to the bubble format and stuff, I think that played a, a, a role in where we're at. I mean, the fact that we have Heat Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Heat are a couple wins away from the NBA Finals, I think that's staggering. Uh, the fact that the Nuggets could i mean, hopefully the Nuggets can give the Lakers a series and, and win it uh, it's very unlikely but it would certainly be cool if they did I mean they've come back from being down 3-1 in both of their series and no NBA team I think had ever done that before it happens in hockey frequently never in the NBA so that was cool that the Nuggets did that your Nuggets um, yep. but are we destined for a Lakers uh, for the Lakers making the NBA Finals and then whoever the hell comes out of the East for the Lakers to beat down
1: Oh, engine seven. I hope Boston wins in seven. This Miami team does nothing for me. I don't give a shit about this Miami Heat team.
0: Dan Levitard would be so irate with you.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not, there's nothing interesting about it for I me.
0: Agree. I agree. Uh,
1: I I went to bed. It was that Thursday night or whatever that was. I went to bed early. I was tired. Didn't give a shit about the Nuggets uh, Clippers game. Yeah, Clippers will win. And yeah, like they, they won me like 15 points. I saw it the next day. I'm like, wow. Yeah. What a shocker that was. And I think, you know, if, you, if a Game 7's in Los Angeles, Maple the Clippers win that one, probably. But yeah, uh, like, you play all year to host a Game 7. Mm-hmm. And uh, very hard to win on the road in a Game 7 in basketball. And uh, now that that doesn't mean anything.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Stanley Cup Finals going on right now. Stars lead that series against the Lightning 1-0. What a great, I mean, just two Southern teams playing in Edmonton, Alberta for the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, it's just great in, in September. Um, I hope the Lightning win because I hate the Stars because that's Minnesota's team, and so screw you, Dallas. Uh, but, of course, now they're going to uh, win. Uh, college basketball is going to start on... August, uh November 25th the day before Thanksgiving uh, we'll see uh, of course we talked last week about the Maui Invi- or the the battle for Atlantis moving to Sioux Falls the Maui Invitationals moving to I think is it Asheville North Carolina it's oh yeah um, and North Carolina's in the field so that's uh, for what it's worth an advantage for them. Uh, so we'll yeah, we'll see. Doesn't sound like
1: Duke's our coming to Sioux Falls. So I, probably say, yeah, we'll see you next year. Yeah, I was just uh, gonna
0: say that. Disappointing. Uh, disappointing. Yeah, that that would be disappointing. Hopefully they change their mind. Uh, I don't think they have filed the paperwork yet. So hopefully Duke decides to to come because it's a, a terrific venue. But uh, yeah, Coach K, uh, they're too snobbish for for Sioux Falls. They just need to be in Camden.
1: Like Ohio, Ohio State is still a big draw, but any all of these other teams are teams that I think Sanford could have got for a one-off game. Mm -hmm. I think Wichita State has played there before. Creighton is just up the road, and whatever other teams are there. Creighton's a Final Four
0: caliber team, though, that I'm interested in seeing.
1: So we'll see how they do, but yeah, Duke's the draw, and if they don't want to be there just more reason to
0: hate
1: it's like yep. whatever you're gonna do whatever they might do in their own tournament or whatever they want to do for whatever reason which is fine but yeah that sucks for them it sucks for them to be the apple that they just have to be
0: Yep. Uh, but so we'll, we'll get more uh, information on the college basketball season as a uh, as we progress towards it with schedules and stuff college football's going on right now the SEC is going to uh, kickoff this week. The Big Ten's coming back. The Pac-12 is likely coming back. Uh, we'll see about the Mountain West. I'll uh, we'll talk to Charlie here, hopefully uh, later on in the podcast to get his thoughts on that Big Ten um, deal and just kind of where things stand in the college football world. Uh, I think almost you know everything uh, the U.S. Open was this weekend. Uh, 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 Bryson DeChambeau won. Tiger Woods missed the cut. I uh, I've heard DeChambeau's kind of an asshole. Um, I don't know that for sure. Well,
1: but you know, like he's this big muscle guy and he's kind of rebuilt this swing coming off the break and he can hit it a ton and people don't like him. At least he's interesting. At least you have feelings about him one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlwain ever going to win another goddamn tournament I here? I don't know. Like, it's been years. It has been like Rory was around the top ten uh, speech. Like, what the shit? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the guys, i like, no, they're not, like, they're, are they gonna win at anything
0: anymore? That was like, a bad, goddamn. that was a bad take, I, uh, on my part, from, what, seven years ago? Oh,
1: well, just, just being be the mix, I mean, goddamn, they're not even in the fucking top ten I know. of these things. It's I mean, he's in contention every fucking once in a while, just, just <laughs> for shits and giggles, just, you know, try
0: that out. Uh, um. Let's see. The French Open's going to go on, so yippee skippy for that. Uh, I we think we've covered everything. How's the uh, How's the Attorney General case coming along in South Dakota? Yeah,
1: it's kind of slow down. There's not much new on that. I'm pretty sure he knew it was a person, but <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see
0: how that goes. There's, I'm a, fairly there's a difference between saying like, "Oh, yes. I like I oh I nearly hit a person." Okay. Well, as it, it, someone on on Twitter. It, told me last week like oh I it was dark it was foggy I almost hit two hitchhikers so it happens yeah but you knew they were people you didn't say oh I nearly hit two deer hitchhiking I mean no the biggest
1: the biggest red flag for me is that he came back to the scene the next day
2: mm-hmm.
1: that of all the of all the details of all the evidence that's out there you don't come back to the scene because you think you hit a deer right you think you hit a person. That is why you go back to the scene. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to say a deer, okay, I don't believe you. I don't either. Uh, I saw a picture of his car. Apparently, the part of the windshield is pretty jacked up. The whole passenger side, a lot of the passenger side, there's a hole in it, it appears, and it, it just crushed. So, speed was a factor, and I don't believe him, and he thought there was a deer.
0: Uh, finally for me R.I.P. to R. Uh, B.R.B.G. So. RBG yes yes RBG yeah, I would say trying if, to. Uh, if you're
1: Republicans then morals,
0: you're wrong oh. well so uh, apparently I see that there's some someone said that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had said that, it, that you need to fill the Supreme Court seat uh, during an election year um, that the process should go just as like it normally would I don't it's it's bad, but I mean, she was a very significant uh, person on the court. She had been there for years. Uh, Bill Clinton said she exceeded his expectations in longevity, being on the court. Uh, it's uh, it it sucks. Like uh, everyone's talking about, uh, you know, Betty White dying in 2020 would be the worst thing, and oh people, my I, God. but. It just because she's an icon, well I, you know, immediately after you hear the the news that Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, then you see all these tributes and tweets and stuff coming in so uh, definitely a a role in our country that uh, or a, a a person in our country that will uh, severely miss um, and uh, she had a, a a significant impact on this country yeah. uh, for sure.
1: Mitch McConnell stopped Obama from nominating her for, for putting up to a vote Merrick Garland 10 months before his term was out. 10 months. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We're 43 days away from Election Day. And they want to push through a Supreme Court judge. There's been a couple Republicans saying, no, we're not going to do this. I think you, you just need a simple majority so it's going to be one or two guys here or there it's going to be real close Mm -hmm. and no doubt in my mind they've got the balls to put up a conservative judge with a month to go until an election that they likely will lose but they would not put up for a vote a guy uh, 10 months almost a year before an election almost a year before an election they wouldn't they wouldn't allow it but now here we are about a month i we'll probably nominate somebody this weekend probably a female um and they might put that
0: through so that's that it is that um anything else before we say so long
1: should be good election coming up busy week for me I got uh, volleyball tomorrow I got volleyball in Sioux Falls Thursday I gotta go to Yankton for a football game Friday so I have been this week so far with three games and at this house. Got to pick up some pears tomorrow morning when the <laughs> fucking uh, wasps and bees and hornets, whatever the hell they are are
0: around. Yeah, don't, you don't want the murder hornets. You don't want the murder hornets.
1: No, these stupid damn things, murder hornets. Um, that's his big dog I like, the St. Bernard. Been him every day. That's nice, so, uh... Yeah, things are good. Very good. Yeah, baseball play- baseball playoffs next week, so... A lot of things going on.
0: Yes, well... Uh, congrats to you, Melissa, on the on getting that house and getting everything settled. I look forward to hearing more about uh, what happens this week, getting stuff all unpacked and uh, moved around and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so uh, congrats, my friend, and uh, we'll chat next week.
1: All right, I'll see you next week.
0: Travis Grins joining us here on the Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time. As always, a lot of stuff there, a lot of NFL talk, a lot of talk on baseball, the playoffs are... Are done. Uh, the, the, the baseball season, one week left, and the, then it's the playoffs. So we'll see. And that's for the Vikings. I know, I went a little overboard there talking about uh, that. You know what? I mean, it is what it is at this point. Uh, as we get closer and we kind of see what, what's going to happen with the Vikings, the, the thought that they could be in the running for uh, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields does excite me a little bit. But I still want them to try and win. I just I don't have much faith. So, uh, we will try and talk with Charlie Hildebrand, though, coming up uh, to talk some college football. The Big Ten made their decision, so we'll need to talk with him, see if we can get Marcus Traxler on to talk some Stanley Cup final uh, and his thoughts on the Vikings. Um, yeah, see about that. It's all coming up here on the Sports Block Podcast, now available on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at IndyStacken.com. Uh, Travis Crins at Travis Crins Facebook, Nathan Stack, and a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Coming up next, college football talk, hopefully with Charlie Hildebrand. It's coming up next here on the Sports Block Podcast. Continuing here on the Sports Block Podcast, time to talk some college football, and who better to do that with than our resident college football expert and my good friend, the Northwest Iowa Daily Review. Did I get that right, Charlie?
1: Almost. No daily. Oh, shit.
0: The Northwest Iowa Review. Charlie Hildebrand here. Uh, Charlie, how you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, took uh, a lot of pictures today. Hopefully, something them work out.
0: Eventually, I will get uh, the name of your paper down without question, and I do apologize for that.
1: Hey, that's all right. You're getting slowly but surely. We're getting better. You, the stacking are much like a college football team this season. You're not a finished product. And as the weeks go on, you get more reps. You're just going to get better and better and
0: improve. The sky's the limit. Yeah, well, you know what? The sky would be the limit if uh, COVID weren't happening here. Uh, I mean, Virginia Tech has yet to play a game, and they might not even play their game against North Carolina State this week because of COVID concerns. Uh, that bums me out greatly. Notre Dame just had four positive tests, and they've, I believe, postponed their game with Wake Forest for this week. Are we... the <sighs> I think it's gonna be really difficult for teams to get to eight games with all with these few random, you know, positive tests that pop up and then they pretty much shut practices and every everything down for the team.
1: I think you're right. I am in a very interesting and unique scenario that Iowa is playing high school sports Mm -hmm. and has been playing I think this week, this Friday will be the fifth week of the high school football season. So I, I'm not pretending that it's exactly the same as college sports. Certainly even, you know, a college football stadium with at 10% capacity is going to have far more people in high school football games. But we do have some experience with this in our coverage area, especially if you go back to baseball and softball this summer, um, or high school baseball and softball. But then we have not had any teams in our coverage area, I don't think, or little, you rephrase that we've had teams in our coverage area not have high school football games this season but it's not been because of them it's been because of who their opponent was mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up happening at some point this week or next week with teams I think it's just going to be the same with college football it's going to be the weirdest year ever because mm-hmm. of things like that and uh I, I can get into it later. I don't know if I want to take away your points right now. Just about how it's going to be a weird season. Remind me that I uh, said that because I do have a point to make uh-huh. sure about
0: that. Did you want to make that point now?
1: If you, if, I mean, if you don't mind, I Yeah, no, please, do. please, but please go ahead. It was, as I was uh, you know, late, our paper comes out on Saturday. So we have a late Friday night getting all the high school sports in. Um, so I was there till I think like two in the morning, Saturday morning, uh, getting doing headlines and cut lines and stuff. But anyway, so I slept in on Saturday. I think that's not that surprising. Mm -hmm. woke up at like 1030, uh, started watching, um, I think the Fox pregame show because the big, you know, the ESPN one game day was on a commercial and I think it was Brady Quinn specifically, but one of them. You know, because it was the same day that the Big Ten schedules came out. So they are yes. breaking down yep. Big Ten schedules. And I think he was talking about Penn State. And he was like, well, you know, if they lose to Ohio State, look at these other teams they play. I mean, that's a tough enough schedule. You get one loss and still get in anyways. And I was just like, man, there are so many things between now and then that we're predicting wins and losses. Like, we don't even know if all these teams are going to play. Right? Like, we're, we're still, like, a month away from the first Big Ten game. So the and, uh, to be fair, yep. you know, I'm assuming he's probably not dialed into Iowa high school sports. I'm assuming he lives in California. I don't know where they broadcast the Fox one. So. Uh,
0: it would be it would be L.A.
1: Is it okay? I figured there was a good chance it was in Los Angeles, or I don't know, but I'm assuming they're not playing high school sports in California. Could be wrong. So I mean, I, I don't want to make this sound like I'm some genius and Brady Quinn's an idiot necessarily. This is just because I've seen some of this firsthand since, you know, high school baseball and softball started in uh, June in Iowa. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, It's just, I mean, there will probably be, I would imagine there will be some teams in each conference that don't have any real problems. They maybe have one or two people who get it and they can quarantine those guys and it won't affect anybody else and it will be fine. And then there will be other teams who are like, nope, we played three games this season. Just because we had bad luck with it, sometimes it might not even be the team's fault. It could just be the nature of uh infectious spread and how that works. It's not my area of expertise, but then sometimes I think mean, you can do proper things and people are still just gonna get sick for one reason or another. And mm-hmm. I just it's gonna be the weirdest year ever and people are like, Oh well, how's this? We're only gonna play ten games. Is that gonna affect things? It's like, man, we're gonna be debating like about teams that are six and one, and the one game they lost, their top ten players were out mm-hmm. because they were sick and stuff like that. And I just think we just we should know ahead of time before really everybody. I mean, I know the season started, but before everyone starts playing, that it's just gonna be a weird year. I mean, it is. Oh like, yeah,
0: everyone knows that it's, already. It's,
1: it's the equivalent of being in like sixth grade, and not only do you have a substitute teacher, but the, there's a substitute principal and seven other substitute teachers and a substitute, you know, and, like, two parents taking over. I'm just like, nope, We've got to make do with what we've got. And it's just not going to be. It's just going to be different. And we just have to accept that.
0: Yep. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that's exactly what we got. I mean, we had Tulane and Navy last week. Well, actually, at Navy, with an incredible comeback, they were down 24 nothing to Tulane, and Tulane inexplicably loses that game. You have Marshall beating. We should
1: have known. The Green Wave, you're going to count the Navy out when it comes to a battle against a sea creature. I mean, come
0: on. <laughs> uh, you have. Um, Appalachian State losing to Marshall, uh, so crazy stuff that, that happened last week, or you know, semi-crazy anyway, uh, but the SEC starts this week, how about this to, to kick off week 4 here for uh, college football, UAB in South Alabama, 7.30pm Eastern, 6.30pm Central Time on ESPN on Thursday. Um, I will probably say I'm going to watch uh, Jaguars Dolphins far more than I'm going to watch UAB South Alabama. But hey, at least there's a Jaguar in the professionals. Obviously, no, like you got a jag in either game. It, if you want yes, uh, but the the SEC starts this week. We'll get to the Big Ten in a moment here because that's where I I, I think we're going to spend a, a, the majority of our time because they have come out now and the Pac-12 and stuff. But as we look ahead to this week. Uh, you have the SEC starting up play the Big 12 is really starting up play in earnest here Uh, what intrigues you most about this week in particular are there certain matchups
1: I'll be honest I haven't looked at the schedule specifically yet I probably wasn't going to do that until Thursday or Friday just because there's enough work stuff I've been focused on uh, that but in general, without knowing what the matchups are, I think it would be the SEC just because they haven't played at all yet this season. Mm-hmm. Well, let I, me... know, I, mean, I don't remember if every Big 12 team's played it or not
0: yet, but I know at least most of them have. TCU, them have. TCU didn't. Uh, they were supposed to play, but uh, they they had one of their games uh, postponed. Here, Let me give you the SEC slate here. Got number five, Florida, at Ole Miss. That's at 11 a.m. on ESPN.
1: Conference
0: games. That's actually interesting. Yeah, because SEC's doing all conference conference games. games. Yep, all conference games. Nice. Uh, You have number 23, Kentucky. The fact that Kentucky's ranked 23rd is... it should just tell you anything in of itself regarding how the college football season is going to be this year. They're taking on number eight Auburn. That's at noon Eastern on, so eleven a.m. Central Time. I'll just give that no, Central I'm, Time.
1: I'm already intrigued for that one just because one of those two fan bases, either Auburn, like the most uh, schizophrenic fan base, especially with Gus Malzahn as their coach, and Kentucky, like, hey, maybe we're getting better. Maybe we'll be good. One of those two fan bases is going to be absolutely devastating on Saturday night. That, be like, no, we're firing our coach. I can't believe we lost.
0: That's on the SEC network. Uh, so that's at the same time. That's a little interesting there. CBS's game at 2.30 is Mississippi State at LSU. LSU the sixth ranked team in the country. Uh, further down, how about number four, Georgia at Arkansas? That's at 3 p.m. on the SEC network. Uh, Interesting that the SEC Network's getting some of these games here. How about then, number two Alabama at Missouri, 7 p.m., or 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN, and then Vanderbilt at Texas A&M, 10th ranked Texas A&M, 6.30 p.m. on the SEC Network alternative, because on the SEC Network at the same time, it's number 16th uh, ranked Tennessee at South Carolina. So uh, out of all those matchups... What one intrigues you the most?
1: I think it's Auburn and Kentucky just because since I think 2014 was the year I first got Twitter, and I especially love Twitter during college football season where you just see. I mean, it's not fun when it's your own team, and we all have that at times where it's your own team loses and everybody melts out and you feel bad.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: just in a Sean and kind of way, just to see other people just go nuts when it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we've, we bought it again. We thought this was the year and we were wrong. Why did we do this? And I think it's one of those two teams between Auburn and Kentucky. Now, and to be fair, they could both end up having good years this year. But, you know, Twitter especially. I think mean, if we go college football or sports, college football specifically, College football in the South, college football in the SEC, and college football in the SEC and Twitter reactions. We're not getting like the nuanced, you know, ten thousand foot view. It's very seat of our pants all the time. And one of them's just gonna completely melt down. (laughs) And I'm gonna take joy in it and then probably whatever Nebraska ends up playing, I'm gonna be like, Oh yeah, this is probably Payback for all the times I took joy in the misery of others.
0: So here's the 11 a.m. Central Time game on ABC. It's number 13 UCF at East Carolina. I mean that's it. That should just tell you everything right there. That East Carolina it's is not getting. Right, but at
1: least UCF's good. Yes. So the bright side is. And I realized that Tulane and Navy ended up being a good game, but I I did not watch that until like the end of the game when I found out that it was close again. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at least with that one, you could watch for a corner and be like,
0: "Hey, let's see how good UCF looks." And if they blow it out, then we'll paying attention. Right. So that's what we got this week here. So it's I'm glad that the SEC is back. That's that's great. But the Big Ten. So last week we record on a Tuesday night, and we're kind of waiting for when this news is going to come. Oh, Nebraska said that you know an announcement was going to come. Your Nebraska school. Some official said it was it was happening. Um. It didn't happen until Wednesday, which is fine. We know we we knew there was a there's a chance, and they said they're going to play eight games this year, and it's going to you know conference conference only. It's going to start Saturday, October twenty fourth. Well, then the Pac twelve decides to follow suit uh, later on. And they are going to try and shoot for a late October start date as well. The Mountain West is looking to do that. The MAG has said, no, our decision is final. We're not going to do it. We don't know for sure if the Mountain West is going to do it. But it appears that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are going to get a season in. They're going to get eight games in, or at least they're going to try. So when you heard this, what was your immediate reaction?
1: My immediate reaction and this is as a 34-year-old male in the Midwest, was selfishly like, yes, I'm so excited that I can watch uh, my favorite FBS college football team. I'm not going to get into who I like better between Nebraska and South Dakota State. It it ebbs and flows depending on how things are going at any specific time. Right. So I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how many games are going to be played. I don't know if anyone's truly going to be happy, but... I am at least intrigued to see how it goes. And just selfishly, I like watching as many college football games as, uh, as I possibly can. So I like that.
0: Do you think that Nebraska got jobbed on their schedule?
1: I, I'm going to preface this with, I, I don't think it was, for the most part, no. Because I think if I remember right when they had their second schedule... That came out, and I don't even remember when that was, like earlier, mid-August, before they canceled the season for the second time. Yep. It's basically the same schedule. So one key difference is, if I remember right, they had, four, they, they, I think it was a nine-game, a nine- or a ten-game schedule before, and now it's eight. Right. So the East games, they still had, they, they had both, or Nebraska's, or just to remind was about not but eight conference games. There's 14 teams, there's 2 17 divisions. So each team plays their other 16 teams in their division, and then they play two from the other side. Nebraska's two games from the East are against uh, Ohio State and Penn State, which they were already anyways the first time. The downside is that the third game, the one that got taken away, that Nebraska's not playing or that was scheduled to play, you know, in August, but now is not, was Rutgers. And I would much rather have them play... Not Penn State or not Ohio State. <laughs> they have Rutgers on the schedule instead. Right. But outside of I mean, look, I think that if I remember right, their first four games, three of them are Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. If you want to make a conspiracy case that, you know, Nebraska was one of the teams that wanted to play and had like eight players specifically sue the Big Ten, but this is the Big Ten getting back on that them. Is that possible? Like, yeah, I think it's possible, but I think it's more likely they were just like, yeah, you know what? Let's just keep these similar as much as we can. And when they worked it out, it just ended up working out that way. No, like I said, I would prefer that they space some of those games out. I would much rather they open the season with, you know, Northwestern or Illinois, than opening at Ohio State. Right. You know, I would I would
0: rather have that than not have any games at all. So. As we look at, I don't know how much you've looked at this, but um, I mean, of course, Ohio State's playing Michigan. They play them at the end of the year. That makes complete sense. Uh, Ohio State does have to go to Penn State this year, but Ohio State appears to be like the cream of the crop here this year in the Big Ten. Uh, We knew that kind of going into it. Uh, Penn State should be good. I'm a little curious on Michigan, and I guess the the big... I'll wait on the Minnesota news here, or the Minnesota question here in a moment. But in in terms of specifically the East, is is either Michigan or Penn State going to significantly challenge Ohio State in this condensed season?
1: I think Penn State could. Michigan, I don't think, has consistently shown... I mean, I know they have had close games with Ohio State. But has been like absolutely annihilated by them a couple of times over the last, you know, three or four years. Basically, since Penn State got done, mm-hmm. where I, and I could be wrong, but it seems like every Penn State Ohio State game's been at least close the last three or four years. I don't specifically. I could be forgetting one that you know Ohio State won handily, but I, I, Penn State just when you watch Penn State play at least the last two or three years, it looks like Penn State has more athletes than Michigan does. And Ohio State recruits so much better than anyone else in the Big Ten that I think Penn State's the only one that can stay on the field in terms of like if you don't play your A game, like you could still maybe do something. That's not to say Ohio State couldn't lose to somebody else, but Anybody
0: else is going to have to bring their A game. and Ohio State, probably have to play like their C game. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I just look at, you know, Justin Fields. And I'm in the, you know, the way the Vikings have played the first two weeks and what appears to be a dismal season ahead for them. I'm in the tank for Trevor, lose for Lawrence, uh, fail for Fields or fall for Fields. I, I kind of like fail for Fields. So, I mean, if they they got a shot at Justin Fields, I mean, he's clearly the best quarterback in the conference. I would not be opposed to that. Uh, my question regarding Minnesota specifically relates to wide receiver Rashad Bateman. Now, I don't believe he has gotten full clearance yet uh, from the NCAA, but I imagine he will. He... He said no, I'm declaring for the NCAA. Hopefully
1: you N- will. You yeah. never know if the NCAA and I, their made up rules that they apply however they feel any
0: given moment. I would think in this unprecedented season that the fact that he wants to come back and join the team is that the NCAA should say yes. I mean you you have other guys who are doing this. Are you would you be are you okay with Rashad Bateman A coming back after the Big Ten Decided to do a season and B, would you be okay if he gets, if he's allowed back on the team and able to play?
1: I'm okay with both of them, but given my, from what I know about it, now I don't know as much as you probably do. I don't know if he's hired an agent. If he has hired an agent and has gotten money, it makes it slightly more complicated. I would say they should still be. Allowed to come back either way. I mean, I mean, there's easy ways around that. We can just say, okay, well, let's put this money in some bank account until the season's over, so and then you can mess with it after that or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it would seem stupid to say no, you can't do that. But you know, let's also remember that there's plenty of other examples of the NCAA doing dumb stuff. Or you know, there was the. Uh, I don't even remember his name the kid who was a receiver at Colorado and was also a world class skier but they were like well no you can't take you can't get paid money for skiing that's not fair that's like okay well but there's also you know guys who played minor league baseball and then went and played college football also some of them at the same time I don't know how that's okay but the other one's not there's just always it's it's the reason the NCAA's got all these problems they do anyway right they're not enforcing things. For all their problems 30 years ago, they at least usually enforce things consistently, where now they don't even do that anymore.
0: I look at Wisconsin, and I mean, just yes, they have to go to Michigan, but that's going to be their toughest game. I guess they do have to go to Iowa to end the season, but my early prediction right now for the Big Ten championship game is. Wisconsin against Ohio State. I want the Gophers in it so badly. Uh, if they get Rashad Bateman to play, then I think Minnesota gets into that conversation. But Minnesota does have to go to Wisconsin this year. Um, though Wisconsin doesn't have Jonathan Taylor, so maybe that will that will help. Uh, but what is your initial? Maybe thought? I don't
1: think it'll matter much, though. They're pretty good at churning out running backs at Wisconsin.
2: I I, I think agree. It's really the
1: running backs. It's the offensive line that. Is far more important. And as long as they get somebody who can handle 25 or 30 carries and doesn't fumble it and can occasionally break tackles, they're going to have an incredibly good rushing attack.
0: Yep. Uh, So my initial thought, and we can revisit this here in a month when the Big Ten is ready, uh, I will have uh, Wisconsin against Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game with Ohio State winning it. Uh, Does that sound right to you?
1: I think there's a good chance that's right. That's not going to be my take partially just because I always, part of me is just like, I can't do what I truly think it's going to be. I got to get a little cute and clever with it. And uh, frequently it bites me in the butt, you know, all the times we've done this, especially the ones with Crens over like the last five or six years. And you and I have both been like, Oh, Michigan and Texas, are both going to be in the playoff. And then neither of them
0: yep. get
1: close. Yep. But I am, uh, as of now, I'm really, I'm, begrudgingly going to go with uh, Wisconsin and Penn State.
2: That's
1: my one that I'm going to pick that's not the most obvious one, but at least when you hear it, you're like, well, okay, yeah, I can see that happening. That's not
0: that crazy. Right. No, nope, not crazy at all. Uh, Penn State winning that or Wisconsin?
1: Uh, I would go with Penn State winning that.
0: Okay. I should get one from the SEC then for you as well. The SEC, you know, far different this year with all the the conference games. So, I mean, we're going to see Georgia and Alabama play. Uh, I believe they're just going to take the top two teams then uh, regardless. Maybe they'll do the – they'll still separate the east and the west. Uh, Let's see if they're actually going to do that or just lump everyone in. Okay, they're going to take west and east. I'm going to go Alabama. I think they're out to prove – Something again this year, and I'll reluctantly go Georgia, so we're going to get Kirby Smart again against Nick Saban. uh, But Alabama-Georgia in the SEC Championship game, how does that uh, trip your trigger?
1: Similar to the Big Ten, I think that's the most likely scenario, the most realistic scenario, and the best bet at this point in time. But again, me being me, I'm going to go with Alabama against Florida in the okay. SEC
0: title game. Okay, that's not a bad pick either, because Florida's the fifth-ranked team. So
1: Yeah, then again, I mean, this is, you know, taking the favorite in one division and the second-best team in the other division. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my, my crazy pick's not that crazy. Do, do we, it's less likely to happen than yours.
0: Do we think the Pac-12 is going to follow through and have a season here start in late October, and when do you think we might see their schedule?
1: I, my guess would be that the Pac-12 ultimately is going to start roughly around the same time that the Big Ten does. They're just not going to announce everything as soon and as quickly. Um,
0: to be fair, there are wildfires that may be uh, God,
1: pre- to preventing some of that stuff. Yeah, maybe. so you know what they may have to go with. They might have to go with like the 2000 Big Ten schedule, where there's 11 teams, and I don't even actually I don't even know if they have enough for a conference title game. I mean, that's for monetary purposes, so they'd still do it anyways. But, yeah, I, I, my, my guess is they probably will still do it. Maybe they'll only play like a six-game season. Just take whoever the, the two teams with the best record. If there's a tie, I don't know how they'd figure that out. But it's the Pac-12, so they'd do something stupid. They'd be like, hey, let's go with who gets the most likes. Those will be on Facebook. Those will be the teams that... Playing the back
0: to all title game, all right. And uh, what any is there anything else college football related that we need to get into that you saw from last weekend that uh needs to be mentioned? Anything else regarding the Big Ten? Uh, anything else you got?
1: Uh, yeah, just to reiterate what I said earlier that it's going to be a weird season, there are going to be a lot of teams and games they're going to be canceled or postponed. Has Baylor played yet this year? That's the other one. There was some game they were supposed to play. I think this past weekend that got canceled at, like, the last minute. Against
0: Houston, I believe, yes. Yeah,
1: and I I think there's probably going to be a lot of that, and there's going to be, you know, sometimes there's teams that are really good and don't uh, perform to expectations because, you know, like a bunch of guys get hurt. I think it's just going to be kind of like that, except instead of, you know, this great team that had six starters out for the year because of injury. They just like missed two games because of the coronavirus and had another one where a bunch of guys were out because of that. Got upset by some team. And that could happen to literally anybody this year.
0: could. It's going to be fascinating here. I'm glad we're getting more into it and hopefully we don't see two more cancellations or postponements of games like Notre Dame and Wake Forest. But uh, as of now... Things are progressing, so uh, Charlie, we'll I'll we'll keep tabs on it. We'll we'll enjoy the season that uh, that college football is giving us, and uh, we'll touch base soon and and see where we're at here in a few weeks, unless there's significant news that we need to discuss before then. But I always appreciate the time, my friend, and we'll chat soon.
1: Yep, sounds good. Thanks. Take care, bud.
0: All right, you too. That is Charlie Hildebrand from the Northwest Iowa Review. Kind enough to join us here. So yeah, crazy stuff going on in college football. Um, Yeah, you know we'll see what happens with the Big Ten. Uh, We'll see what happens with the uh, with the Pac-12, and we'll see how things go with the SEC this year or this week. I really hope that the ACC, like Virginia Tech, can finally get a game in. Um, But COVID's going to be the determining factor. And college campuses and universities are having a lot of issues right now, so we'll see. Uh, got to talk some hockey and and more more Vikings talk. Uh, we'll do that with Marcus next here. That's coming up on the Sports Block podcast. Continuing here on the Sports Block podcast, the Stanley Cup Final has begun, and who better to talk about that than our resident hockey expert Marcus Traxler from the Mitchell Daily Republic? Marcus, how are we doing?
2: I'm good, Zach, and
0: How are you? I'm doing good, as good as you can be, If uh, with your team looking as shitty as the Vikings are. We'll get to them in a moment here. Um, Anton Q. the Dallas Stars goalie, has been outstanding in these playoffs. And I think he's a, a real. If the Dallas Stars are going to win the Stanley Cup, he's going to have to make more saves like he has done through the first two games. Now, I get that the Stars lost game two. But game one, he was spectacular, and he is going to be the—he's the key uh, piece for the Stars winning if they—if they are to win the Stanley Cup against the Lightning.
1: Absolutely, he's been great in these playoffs. Uh, save percentage of nine fifty or so in these last handful of games. Uh, like you said, very good in game one. 35 saves. Uh, gave Dallas every chance to win, and they got some uh, big-time goals to, to lift them over the top in Game 1 really put themselves in a great position uh, because I think we both believe Tampa Bay uh, was slash is a favorite to this series, so to steal Game 1, however you look at that uh, is a, a big, big-time big accomplishment, and, uh, and he kind of represents a team we'll probably get into this um, you know, kind of represents a Ben but, but don't break mentality and, uh, you know Sort of the perfect. You can think back to a lot of different cases in Stanley Cup playoff history. Even last year with the Blues, when you've got a high goaltender, that'll take you pretty far.
0: Absolutely, uh, and it's funny because I believe Ben Bishop was supposed to be the the starting goalie for the Stars. Like he was supposed to be that guy. For them and uh, and Ironically like he was with the Tampa Bay Lightning for a while but Hedobin's yeah. played really well so far. I just Look at the offensive firepower that The Lightning have and they haven't had Steven Stamkos throughout the entire playoffs I doubt that he plays In the Stanley Cup final uh, But you they've needed guys like Victor Hedman to step up and I mean they just have so much offensive Talent overall it Seems Unlikely and you know Vassal Um Vasilevsky is a very good goalie in and of itself uh, for Tampa Bay. I just look at all of their their firepower and all their offensive playmakers and it just seems so difficult to think that they could lose to the Stars unless Q Dobin's on top of his game, but um, I guess anything's possible, but I, I just I really think Tampa Bay is the, the better team in this series.
1: Yeah, you look at the way Tampa Bay's been uh, challenged throughout these playoffs. We talked last week about all the uh, overtime games they've played, including an overtime game to get to uh, this stage, the Stanley Cup Final. Um, you look at the Islanders, they were a team that was scrappy, really not, didn't have any, any business playing the Lightning, and now you look at the Stars, I think they're a better version of the Islanders. I mean, just more talent, uh, but also able to scrap out some wins, and mm-hmm. like you said, when you throw in and uh, that, they become a really dangerous team, uh, because there is uh, there may not be necessarily the firepower that the Lightning have, but there's certainly names. There's guys that have got it done. Uh, Corey Perry, remains a big time pest. we go down on a list of uh, you know, Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan you know, have been big names for this team, and they've been around in these playoffs um, after, like we've talked about before, having a, a pretty weird start to the year. So um, you mentioned Stankos. So it'll be interesting to see if the show's up in the series at all. Uh, it's been hinted at that he might... Uh, come back. I agree with you. It seems like a big-time long shot uh, that you bring him back at this stage, but you never really know um, in the East Conference Final celebration, he was kind of around like it, you know, kind of with that look in his eye, like he might be a guy that might show up at some point, but um, we are, I mean, we're almost done with these playoffs, and it, it doesn't seem necessarily worth the risk to bring him back uh, if there is any risk at all, so I agree with you on, the, on your standpoint. We saw the big names really step up in game two. Nikita Kucherov, Victor had been a- assisted on two of the goals. Uh, we saw Brent point score. Yep. Um, Kevin Shatkirk uh, has been off and on in his playoffs, but he had a goal as well. So. Uh, big in uh indicators
2: that
0: the lightning going in the right direction Braden point 10 goals so far in the postseason Andrej palat with nine uh, it should be noted that uh, Joe Pavelski, the ageless wonder has 10 goals yeah, surprisingly for the stars in the in the postseason I mean I he wasn't playing all that great so it's kind of odd that he's caught this lightning in a bottle so, uh, uh, pun not intended there uh,
1: well I mean, but, it's also worth noting that yeah, Joe Pavelski um, showed up in Dallas and everybody kind of shook their heads. So, you know, what is he going to Dallas for? That's not really a cup contender. And here he is now, three wins away from uh, getting that all six Stanley Cup. So that would be a massive accomplishment for him. And I'm probably one that if he wanted to, he could be right off with the sunset.
0: I mean, uh, I was just going to say, like, is he even going to be on a team next year? I mean, he just seems so old. I mean, can he – can – he take what he's done in the postseason here, and then translate that into a a, a sizable deal in the off season with a new team.
1: Absolutely, he can probably turn it into another contract. Uh, it does. I think for him, it probably comes down to do I want to play another seventy five games, or how many games are going to play next season, and grind again for what you know another two or three month well, postseason. So uh, my guess would be no. Uh, who doesn't want to go out? you know, Ray Borg style and and win a Stanley Cup. I I think if I was in a situation, I would. But um, I'm also not the one that gets cash a check either. So um, I guess we'll leave leave that up to him. But um, the the other point I was going to raise about the Tampa Bay is that they, you know, they they do find themselves in this position where uh, people have been waiting on this for a long time. And I I wonder if there is any level of pressure on them, Mm -hmm. considering that people have kind of looked at them the last few years. It was pointed out to me uh, recently that this was a team that they've missed the playoffs the last few years. I mean it hasn't been all sunshine. Well, obviously last year you know, they were the President's Cup winner top point in the regular season went out in the first round. So I don't think they're necessarily skating like that, but it's gotta be on the that okay, we've got a terrific opportunity and like we said last week, uh you don't wanna leave this ball to for two months and not have the cup. So right. uh, I feel like there's gotta be some desperation now at this stage.
0: I would agree with that. Um, I think the fact that the Lightning were able to get by the Blue Jackets in the first round of the playoffs was a huge uh, monkey off their backs. Uh, I mean, because there was a lot of pressure on them going into that series just based on what had happened last year with the Blue Jackets sweeping them. Um, I do think that helped a lot in getting them to this point.
1: Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that they got at least over that first time term- And, uh, you know, it's a lot like we said at the beginning of the year, or the beginning of the playoffs. You know, whoever won this, I feel like earned it. We had 24 teams in this at the very beginning. Yep. The 16 team portion was as legit as it ever would be. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the playoffs themselves, you had to earn it to get this far. Um, And and the Lightning, I think, would be a contender in any year. I'm not sure necessarily about the start, but we see things like this happen all the time where teams get hot in the playoffs. uh, they came out of some teams that we thought were cup contenders in Colorado and Vegas, and they are end, so nothing wrong
0: with that. Jonathan Quick and the Kings immediately come to mind, the, the first eight seed ever to win a Stanley Cup. Um, the schedule, they are going every other day until you get to Friday and Saturday, they're doing back-to-back, so that would be games four and five, um, and then Monday and Wednesday of next week. Are you okay with the back-to-back uh, between games four and five.
1: It seems odd. I mean, it really does seem odd in the Stanley Cup final, and I'm usually somebody who believes, like, okay, let's play this in a manner that we can get this done. I've always, you know, in the NBA finals, always kind of shook my head when there'd be, you know, two days off between game one and game two, for example. Where, yep. You know, you play on Thursday and game two's on Sunday. Um, they, they're clearly not doing that eventually. I think there's a uh, real desire to let's get this wrapped up. Uh, we'll play seven games if we have to but we're going to go uh, at a pace that's quick and uh, they clearly don't want to contest with Sunday uh, Night Football I can't blame them on that on mm-hmm. that regard um, and obviously it'd be a problem for NBC anyway so um, makes a lot of sense to go for it but back to backs in the Stanley Cup Final that you're not going to see that probably ever again, aside from a scenario
0: like this. Right, exactly. Because there is the the no travel involved, and I, I agree with you on the point that I think they have they're having to work around so many other schedules. um, You know, like like NBC has with you. Know, you're, you aren't going to go against football. You're just not. Um I think you're going to try not to go against college. Now they are going to do that on Saturday, but trying and they had to go against Monday Night Football um, yesterday. But I think to try and avoid as many conflicts as you can. Um, with Because, I mean, obviously the Stanley Cup isn't played in September. It's played in June. Right. You don't have these issues that you're working out with against other sports. Um, yeah,
1: and, and I, I didn't want to necessarily get into to your favorite topic. I know you love the ratings. Oh, I do. we yeah. breaking it all down. But I mean, they, ratings have not been good for the, the uh, hockey playoffs, at least since, since football started. Uh, they were not good for the US Open uh, going up against football either so I mean it's a, it's a huge menace uh, you know from a rating standpoint for all these other sports I, yep. I don't believe college football has rated terribly well uh, without a lot of big
0: name teams basketball so, hasn't uh, either the NBA players yeah, have been down I in
1: the NFL depending on what you look at there's you know, certainly some people that believe like oh ratings are down and they are uh, compared to last year but it's still the highest rating uh, you know shows on TV for the season, you know, and then it will be by a mile for the NFL. So they remain the king. Um, I think the NHL, you just kind of bite the ball. You have to be very proud that you're going to get this thing played completely out without any issues, mm-hmm. and you go from there. And what the hell they do for next season, I have no idea. I, think you, I don't know. I think they're probably going in a situation where baseball is, where you just travel the city to city and try to tell these guys, look, if the virus isn't to control, we can't be in the one out and the in hotel
0: rooms and we'll be the best we can. So uh, it should be noted that the Thursday night football game between Cincinnati and Cleveland saw the highest ever uh, audience for an NFL network only game. So that um, that is significant. I, I
1: think that was good strategy on their part. You mm-hmm. know, I, I I'll be perfectly honest, I kind of forgot the game was on and I flipped right like to Fox and well, okay, well in hey, week two it's gotta be on Fox. No, it wasn't, and uh, that's fine. And uh, they they rated well. I think there's a lot of interest in
0: Joe Burrow, and, and uh, you showed shown well. So. Yep, yep, I I agree there. And uh, you mentioned you know what what the NHL's done in the ratings and stuff, and trying to get the season done. Gary Bettman has said that. Uh, While I think they were looking at perhaps a December 1st start date, that that's not necessarily the case. It could be later December. It could be early to mid-January. So we don't really know when the NHL is going to get their season started. I, I mean, you get this Stanley Cup wrapped up by the end of September. The draft is the very next week. I mean, you have free agency in there, but it would seem as though they could get the season going in the early part of december i think they're you know try and get the season sort of back on track with where they normally are at whether they do a slightly condensed version of the schedule this year i know you know in 2022 uh the, that the olympics are there so that's going to impact the schedule that year i would imagine because i think they're going to have nhl players there at least that's my hope uh, provided that the NHLPA can get that agreement with the IOC. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the NHL does with their schedule here this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If it were me, and again, it's not my money at stake, so it's it's not my call. Force, but you
0: can but use Gary I, Bettman's money, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, well, I'd love to. Uh, <laughs> if
0: it were up to me, I, I would play something between 62, or
1: 68, excuse me, 66 and 72 games, and call it good on a regular season, and I would not be beholden to playing eighty-two. I just think eighty-two and starting in December and really playing every night and, and maybe you know three nights out of four—that's just jamming a lot of games in. And uh, you know, if you play seventy-two games, you cut out a few at least, and you get to get a lot of the money from television revenue. Uh, I think I think considering that. Six or seven teams in the league are above the border, and that's going to be a problem uh, because the border has been closed Uh, and remains closed with Canada. What the hell do those teams do? I have no idea. They may all be temporarily located in the U.S. So um, we've got some serious things they got to get sorted out there. I I think you know, fewer games, sixty to seventy games, makes a lot of sense. I think that's still representative regular season. We saw that this year. Uh, it's set it up where that. Obviously a three four month gap into the postseason. I think everybody'll be happy. And it gives you a chance to get this season finished on time and then it like you said, twenty twenty two, you're relatively on schedule, provided we don't see anything crazy with the virus.
0: Right. Uh in Minnesota Wild News, uh Jonas Brodeen got signed to a long-term deal so that's good Amico koivu is not coming back eric Stahl got traded so uh bill gear and the gm is doing exactly what he did kind of getting rid of that old the the older guys the older talent he's going to try and infuse some youth in here and get some star power i would imagine via free agency and certainly in the draft um but he's he said he had a list of what he needed to do, of what he wanted to do, and I think he's executing that at least so far.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I think contrary to maybe past general managers that this team has had, uh, he knows that there needs to a change. He knows that they can't just keep, uh, you know, going forward with what they've had. Uh, it's hard to give up Nico Coribu, a guy who's played his entire career the wild, played 1,000 games, has been a constant pro. Ren had a lot of great moments with this team, but time was up. And sometimes teams get to decide when they're done with a player. And hopefully, Miko Koynro gets to do what he wants to do from here on out. Whether that's um, you know, just be done and have his legacy with the Wild be what it is. And that, I think the Wild can retire his number, and that can be that. Uh, he can try to go play somewhere else if he wants. He can go back to Finland and play in his home country. I think all of those are fair options. Um, you mentioned uh, the trade with Eric not That is consistent. A guy who actually right, it hasn't been perfect, but he's been a goal scorer for a while yep. and done exactly what you've Basically, last, at the last of them in the last four, or five, six years, how long they've had him, and uh, got the job done. Somebody who called Minnesota home. Um, the trade is a little weird. You get Marcus Johansson back, who is in a perfect fit, basically gonna try a that they're going to try to jam into the center spot, and that hasn't worked in Buffalo, so i'm not sure how that's gonna work it is a, I, I believe it's just one year so you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work and then you move on um, you know bill baron is kind of uh he's setting things up to maybe make a trade for a real center mm-hmm. real centerman. i mean a first line center which the wild have basically never had so yeah uh, a chance to uh, and that's no slight decor it's just the truth and uh they, they could use that in a big way and you start looking at okay who are you going to give up and that's uh, I think it, it it sucks because somebody we've kind of come to like but Matt Dumber is he's on the 30 o'clock. I don't think there's any way around it uh, he is a movable piece because other teams would love to have him yep. and we love to keep him but he's a guy that can probably bring you something back and return and Given the way they're situated against the cap uh, they may have to do that so
0: I just like that he's that he's saying stuff needs to happen, stuff needs to change, and he's doing it. Uh, he seems like a guy who is determined to turn the Wild into a perennial contender in the West, which is a very difficult conference. But he seems like he's really trying his best to get the Wild back there as quickly as possible and making, albeit some difficult decisions, but necessary ones. Yeah,
1: and he, he might, even you know even what, uh, the, the true slip that we may just need to make trades to make trades you, you never like to hear GM say that but I think he's right I mean I just think there's no way you can bring back the core or you know we've talked about for such a hard time it's a while. you can't bring back the same team every year and expect different results I and mean, he knows that he studied the team now for than a year mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I,
1: I think he knows that there's just we gotta add scoring we gotta add offense we gotta add playmakers you know, defensively, I think they'll take care of themselves. The goalkeeping thing is going to be something that, has uh, to figure out, I don't know exactly what the game plan's going to be, where you got, you know, Cocklecock and waiting as the, as the goaltender of the future. How quickly they get to him is hard to say. Um, it's certainly possible that you maybe trade Alex Stalock in some way and do that. I think potentially if, if there's a market for him, you think about that as well. So uh, this is a team that, you know, one through twenty uh, is going to be rebuilt.
0: Yep. Yes. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll see what happens with the wild here going for it. lock up Kevin Fiala, like that's the big thing. You got to lock him. Yeah, up. And, and Kevin Fiala. Uh,
1: you know, Paul Fenton said that he was a game breaker, and it took a while to, to see that, but uh, he's shown that he can do that, and I think he kind of matured a little bit. Mm-hmm. And He's warranted himself getting a chance to stick around in the Wild and, and continue to develop.
0: That was the one significant trade, the one very good trade. I will say that I, I do like Ryan Donato uh, that the Wild got from the Bruins. I think he can be a, a playmaker here.
1: And and you could make an argument that the trade worked. Yes. Uh, Fiala is obviously still on the Wild. I know Granlin is in some sort of sa- stage of free agency, whether that's unrestricted or restricted. So... He's going to be finding a new team, potentially, and you're in a position where you lock up Fiala, you're satisfied with what you got. Yep. It was basically a one-to-one, but I think we'll live with that.
0: Yes, Fenton, Fenton certainly, that, if we can look at one good thing that he did during his brief tenure as Wild GM, it was getting Kevin Fiala. Um, yep. And he was familiar with him because he was with Nashville previously. Um, so that's that. Now, I'll I'll tell you this, Marcus. Wait on
1: me, buddy. All
0: right. All right. So (laughs) I'm in the... I'm in... So I... I, Travis, you're gonna to listen to the, if you listen to this podcast. The podcast I am talking kind of out of my ass about, you know, like what the Vikings are doing, and we're talking about trading maybe for Gardner Minshew uh, with the Jaguars, and maybe recouping some of the, you know the the draft picks that they traded away, like the second rounder. If the Jaguars are fully in love with Trevor Lawrence, because at this point the Jaguars have a better record than the Vikings, and the Vikings don't look like they're going anywhere at all this year, and I'm okay with that. Um, I was. Perhaps a little overly optimistic because I did pick the Vikings at 10-6 to win the NFC North. Uh, that was in large part based on the fact that I was thinking that Hunter and Ngakwe were going to be a dynamic pass-rush tandem that would help that young secondary. Uh, obviously, Hunter hasn't played yet. Hopefully, he will be back in week four, but we'll see. Uh, Anthony Barr is now out for the year. Kirk Cousins played like shit uh the, clearly they missed Stephon Diggs in the offense. Uh, I'm waiting for Gary Kubiak to actually do do his damn job and feed Cal, uh, Dalvin Cook the ball and throw some screen passes. We haven't seen that through two weeks. Uh, so the Vikings look like they're going nowhere. And honestly, that's okay. But I'm in more the, the tank for Trevor, lose for Lawrence, uh, fail for Fields, and try for Trey. Uh, okay. Trey Lance. Right. I'm, I'm in this boat right now. Uh, so I don't know how the Vikings have to do it. Uh, they have to contend with the Jets, and that's the bad part because the Jets look like they are a dumpster fire. Yeah. But so do the Vikings. Um, I Obviously, like at 0-2, there's still plenty of season left. There's an extra wild card spot this year. So I want the Vikings to try and win. But if, they, if the season goes downhill, like it's looking like it's going to be, at least as of now, I'm content with that, knowing that there's a significantly large fish out there, or a couple of large fish, that the Vikings could get that could really set them up for a bright future for the next decade plus if they can land that franchise quarterback.
1: Yeah, you gave me a lot to munch on there. Yep, I'm I sorry. There's a, there's a uh, uh, the
0: word salad. Sorry.
1: Yeah, well, that happens. You know, I think there's a couple couple major things. You, you mentioned uh, losing digs. I think we maybe just glossed over the fact of what sort of Either, either we glossed over his concerns with the offense, which I think everybody kind of understood, or we uh, we underestimated how much we'd miss having that production in the lineup, because it, it's just gone. It's not, it's not replaced. Elon can't replace it all on his own when he's bracketed. Uh, we've got nothing, and I agree with you on, on Dalvin Cook, who is a good player, um, but it feels like we're abandoning, abandoning him a little bit. I Maybe it's just me. I don't feel like they're running the ball that bad.
0: No, um, they aren't. There's
1: not – I mean, I obviously, the offensive line is not good, but they have ran the ball okay Yes. Uh, when they give Dalvin Cook a chance. But when you literally play the entire game after the first, you know, 10 minutes uh, from behind, you don't have a lot of chances to uh, – they're not allowing themselves to have the chances. They're just – they're throwing. And, and like you said, Kirk was not good. He's not good. It's, it's becoming hard to defend him. Uh, three interceptions regardless of, you know – Time or situation or or tip passes is not good. He had you know one stretch where he had as many deflected balls as he had completions, and that was like in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. So um, that's not going to work. I agree. No pass rush hurts the secondary. You don't have Anthony Barr. I mean things are things are spiraling quickly. Um, I agree with you. I think this is a chance to get a generational quarterback of some sort. Um, I think it's easier said than done, because I still think that like there's the natural talent on the team to get you four wins, yes. and that does not allow you to get the, the number one or number two pick, mm-hmm. uh, probably. So um, they do, in some ways, need to really just tank, if that's what they're going to do. Um, if the Vikings are in a situation where they are picking first or second, um, they probably will have a new coach and a new GM. and. I think I got to live with that. If if that's where we're going and we're going to reset everything, we need an offensive coordinator that's does is does not qualify for ARP. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just that's just not going to work. And and I I like I just said, it's not that I don't believe that uh, Gary Kubiak's style of play uh, is not beneficial for Dalvin Cook uh, and a coaching change may not be great for him. But uh, Mike Zimmer is set in his ways and thinks they need to run the ball. Mm -hmm. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, maybe even Trey Lance are not the guys for whatever type of offense uh, Zimmer's going to drop them in. And it's just kind of like a very stubborn thing. Um, I haven't seen anything in the Vikings offense in the first two weeks, or even just what we know about Zimmer that is appealing uh, Mm -hmm. about this offense going forward. It, It doesn't give me a lot of good feelings, so that's where I'm at, and I, and I feel like, you know, if, if we had Trevor Lawrence and we just dropped him into Gary Kubiak and Mike Zimmer's scheme, I, I don't know how that would be good for him. Uh, no. Maybe I'm maybe I'm uh, not reading it correctly, but
0: that's that's how I see so, it. I don't think that if the Vikings have, are picking one or two next year, that Zimmer and Spielman are necessarily going to get fired. I think there are so many factors that this year you you had to revamp the defense because of salary cap problems and there, there's no there's no I think reasonable argument that can be made that Xavier Rhodes should have returned to the team certainly at, not at the the salary yeah. that he was that he was demanding or that was part of his contract you just couldn't after the year he had with all the penalties and stuff so the revamping of the defense was needed you had all these rookies in there and they have no offs
1: here's uh, let me just interrupt. yeah what does it say that you know Mackenzie Alexander was in whatever year he was gonna be in his third year gonna be his fourth year uh he was offered the same money that he ended
2: up taking um Cincinnati Cincinnati, right he 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 was offered the same money in Minnesota and didn't take it. and I don't know what
0: that says either about Mackenzie Alexander or what it says about playing for Mike Zimmer but that's not in retrospect, that's not a good sign. Right, that's not uh, a so ringing that, endorsement. That was a guy that, you know, he, yeah, he, he never really
1: got the major quarterback, you know, first team reps, but he could have uh, mm-hmm. if he would have stuck around. So, um, sorry, I didn't mean no, any, but I just, no, to interrupt. Me, no, no, you're gonna... To another, another knock against him because he's
0: the defensive backs guy. Yep, and I get that. Every team had, the, had to go through the same sort of deal, but when you are completely revamping your defense, you're bringing in some... Um, <sighs> A, a, not necessarily a new system, but a new offensive coordinator. You're trying to figure it out with, with Diggs uh, gone now. I I just think everything... And then, you, of course, you have uh, Hunter leave with an injury. You have to make the trade for Ngakwe. And I think the big key here is that Michael Pierce, the defensive tackle that they got from Baltimore, who was supposed yeah. to be that run stuffer for Linval Joseph, opted out for COVID, uh, due to COVID concerns this year. So you, you put all of these things... In collectively in a bottle, and I can see why they're struggling. Um, I so for me, I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on Rick Spielman or Mike Zimmer uh, to have one bad year. If you have a if you have back to back bad years, certainly um, can them. But be, they had the extension uh, just this off season, so I don't think. They should be fired Considering that it's Let's just chalk it up to 2020 I mean that's why I'm not Putting a yeah. whole lot in like it, My emotions and stuff with this You know like yes they're on 2 it sucks But you know what It's just 2020 like that's the way it's going to yeah. be this year
1: My, my whole reasoning behind the, the coaching change is really If they're that bad And we're, we're going to pick a new quarterback And we're going to start over Let's start over Let's mm-hmm. just level the sucker and let's start because, you know, we, we can't necessarily sit here and, and completely absolve um, the general manager on this for the state of the offensive line. Yeah. Or, you know, the fact that...
0: Look at the I comparisons between the Vikings' offensive line and the Colts' offensive line.
1: Yeah, and that's the team that's invested in it. Yeah. Big time. And, and, you know, I, I heard a lot of people uh, say a lot of great things about Jonathan Taylor. I saw him in college. He's he's a great running back <laughs> To me, he's just another NFL running back. And I think you can put a lot of just another NFL running backs behind that offensive line that look pretty good. Yep. So that's that speaks to the quality of uh, the Colts' offensive line, like you said. I would say the other thing I'm particularly disappointed in is that the Vikings have always been good at having depth on the defensive line. And it's just not there this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you know, they've always been good at having guys sort of step up. and um, I'm Maybe I'm uh, a purple Kool-Aid drinker. To hear all this stuff about Andrew Patterson and so to get these guys ready to rock. And maybe by the end of the year, we're going to have some guys really step forward. But through two, two games, they've been pretty disappointed. Just Absolutely. not beating anybody Absolutely. up front. And uh, we, we had Major we Dockley kind of show up in, in the second game of Indianapolis. But we just need to see a lot more. And considering this is Zimmer's defense and all that stuff, it's just pretty underwhelming. It is. The first two games. And, and they can turn, turn the card on the other side and say, the offense isn't helping us out. And that's absolutely true. You know, this pass is being missed. And we're not looking for anybody other than Adam Thielen. And he can be double covered, and Kirk's going to throw it to him. Sure. You know, Herb Smith didn't look good. Kyle Rudolph looks old again. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing's adding up. And, uh, you know, to, I don't, I know I felt this way before with the Vikings. I had to at some point. I don't know that I've ever felt two games in where they just completely defeated. In my <laughs> time being a fan, there's just not another game that stands out like
0: this. Yes, yeah, no, absolutely. And again, it, it's it's only two games. They can turn it around because, like you mentioned earlier, they have the talented pieces to be able like this is not a team that should be going 2-14 and 14 or 3-13 because yeah. they have enough
1: and, then, and that's I don't mean to cut you off no. that's almost the reason that's not going to happen right you know the, the talent that's on the team just feels like three or four wins on its own right I mean, Yes. Just, yep. so that's that's the reason to not that they're not going to tank is that he's got you got to be, you know some game where Harrison Smith's going to you know, have a key interception, yes. in pick six, or Anthony Harris, yep, or you know you're to have a, a strip sack, or or Kirk's just going to find his way to three hundred yards and four touchdowns, yep. you know, and to yep. have you know one fifteen two scores or something. But you know, right now it just it doesn't seem very really
0: realistic. Could I interest you in Gardner Minshew if the Jaguars are really infatuated with uh with Trevor Lawrence and? The Vikings are ahead of them in the draft next year, and the the Jaguars offered a package of like a first round pick, or like you know sw- swapping first round picks next year, getting them the second round pick that the Vikings traded back to them, um, Gardner Minshew and maybe a second round pick next year. Would you take that?
1: Um, let me flip this around. Would you take it?
0: Yes. Yes, and then I would try and trade. And then I would try and tra-
1: drop the Vikings' offense right Do you think it would go well?
0: I think he, w- he with the way he runs, he's not uh, he's not a statue in the pocket and doesn't fold like a like a lawn chair, like Kirk tends to do. Um uh, which, which granted, Kirk has scrambled a little bit more this year, and I do think that the safety was a little unfair to him against the Colts because he was escaping that grasp. I think the official blew that whistle far too quickly. Hey, but hey,
1: safety in three straight revenue season games are, are what they are. It's yes, like they It's yep, it, just that is the team you are, you know, at a certain stage. It so. is.
0: But I think Gardner Minshew, I've seen what he can do with in Jacksonville with that talent, uh, or lack thereof. And I I believe in Minshew mania. I believe in the mustache magic. Uh yeah. so I believe that, yes, Gardner Minshew could do something, and I think you would try and trade Kirk Cousins to another team, whether that be, Crimson uh, and I mentioned, maybe like throwing him to Detroit, perhaps, if they are ready to move on from Stafford. Now, they probably would want to draft their own young uh, quarterback. They should have probably drafted two of this last year, uh, yeah. but they didn't do that. Uh, I think you would try and trade Kirk at that point, but I think I would... I think I would take that if you're if you're staying with the current staff. Um, it, let me ask you this now: If you, let me, let
1: me just answer yeah. that. I don't think I would. I don't okay. think I would take Gardner right now. I just think like if the scenario comes up where the Vikings are somehow in the top ten uh, picking, which right now it just it seems like that's going to be the case. It's almost if you miss the playoffs, you're going to be in the top ten. Yep. Um, but um, I don't. Uh, if, if that's the case I would rather just take a crack at, at those top three quarterbacks and uh, maybe there's somebody else I'm not even thinking about that's going to be in the mix as well but uh, I, I, would, I would take a chance and if that means even trading that first round pick to try to move up uh, and then and group some picks so you can get your guy I'd rather do that now, I don't I don't I just there's not the total track record of bench shoot yet for me to say let's do it. Okay. And you know you you can maybe get back to me and, uh, and it could all depend on how the Jaguars do, but get back to me in four weeks and if he's still rolling like this, yeah, you might be able to
0: talk me into it. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this then: if if you think that Trevor Lawrence wouldn't do good under Mike Zimmer and that you would need to just completely rebuild here, start over from scratch, get a new coach. Uh, new coaching staff, new GM. I won't even ask you the GM because there's a whole bunch of different candidates that we probably don't even know of that could get it. But if there's a coach in mind that you have, who would it be? Um, I, I don't honestly have a, a good name. Um, can it, I interest knows, you in Eric enemy
1: Well, you can. Um, it, all, to me, it all to me depends on what kind of offense Eric are is going to going to pick up? where the Chiefs are at, um, you almost know that the quarterback you have is not going to be Patrick Mahomes, you know, who is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you could make an argument that, uh, Trevor Lawrence can do a lot of things Mahomes can do, uh, because he is, uh, mobile to a certain extent. Yeah. Got a pretty good arm from my, what I've gathered, you know, maybe not a a total rocket, but very accurate, and I'll take that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have my attention. I think the fact that Eric the Enemy, um, who's probably ready for a a uh, head coaching job. It has potential. You, um,
0: you know who I'm not going to say? Adam Gase.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Adam Gase. He's got to be done as, a, as an NFL head coach. I just can't. Yep. I just can't wrap my head around the idea that it's going to be uh, a head coach somewhere else. But um, yeah, I just think you know. The one thing that stands out to me, and I'm, I'm guessing you feel the same way, is you watch these other games in the NFL. You look at the way that Andy Reid, I mean, he's, he's basically built the offense for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not Donovan McNabb's offense, really. It, there's probably pieces of it, but it's its not. Um, and you look at what Bill Belichick and the Patriots have done for Cam Boone. You look at how Arizona looks for, for Kyler Murray. Um, and I just... You look at Mike you're know, Like, is he going to build the offense around anybody that the Vikings have at quarterback? Uh, if they're more explosive or more interesting than Kirk Cousins, I don't think so. And that's my reasoning to say that we need to change coaches and we need to find somebody that's going to uh, engineer an offense. I mean, look at the Bengals already. It's Joe Burrow. They basically out said Joe Burrow can throw it as many times as he wants. Sixty-one times in week two no uh, you can know, you argue know, that might not be a great idea for a rookie quarterback, but uh he's gonna get his licks in and I just I just don't think uh Kirk Cousins is the guy who you know I'd love for Kirk to figure it out,
0: but Yeah. No I would too. Point, I would too. You know, I don't he think is, he's as bad as is. people.
1: Well, is, so. I
0: I don't think he's as bad as people um are saying. I think last week against the Colts he started to press. A lot and that ultimately do. I mean, you look at the first drives that the Vikings have had this year, they scored 10 points on the first drives in the first yeah, two it, games. It, it's just, it just
1: doesn't add up, it, you know. And I don't know if it really is okay, we're stripping these first 15 plays and they're just all muddy, and then after that, it just all falls
0: apart. But man, it's, it's puzzling. It is, it is. <laughs> um, maybe we could probably cliff Kingsbury away from the Cardinals.
1: Well, see if he'll see if will put uh, Kyler Murray in the all and, and travel up here.
0: But I I I offered Crins a spot and he took it on the Arizona Cardinals bandwagon. Uh, Their spots are filling up fast, but do you want to get on this train with us with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, I mean, it's the Cardinals, so I'm feeling there's gonna be room here for
1: a while. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just kind of wait it out and see what it happens. Okay. I, I don't remember who had it. It might have been Mark, uh, Mike Forio, but he was positing that you know all three wildcard teams could come from the uh, NFC West. So I'm like, come on. What, you know, what are the likelihood? When you start to look at the standings, you're like, well, I guess it's not impossible. But, uh, yeah, that, that I guess that's something we can all kind of look out for.
0: The, the best division right now in football is the NFC West, 7-1. Yeah, so, that's true. Um I also wouldn't mind the Tennessee Titans' offensive coordinator uh, with what he's been able to do with Ryan Tannehill. So I don't yep, I don't remember his name right now. He
1: made there as well. Absolutely. So
0: we'll keep ta- we'll keep track on that, um, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Of course, with the Stanley Cup final, and uh, again, we're in the tr- tank for Trevor, lose for Lawrence phase. I want the Vikings to win, but if not, you're gonna go down. You better just go down hard. So that's all I want. <laughs> it's it's got to
1: be. It's got to be amazing, or it's got to be biblically like bad. And uh, this feels like it could be a year where biblically bad is on the table.
0: And w- this is apparently like a once every decade sort of deal where the Vikings are really, really bad. I mean, they. The, I'm trying to think of what happened. Like, the, maybe the, was, there was the year that they were under Mike Tyson. They went like five and eleven in his last year. I mean, yep. or like a, it Was it? 2001 when they had to start Spurgeon win, of all people, at quarterback there, at the I think, at some point. They did. Anyway, yep. it was just... that was.
1: And then you had, because uh, that was the year that, I think that was the last year for Denny Green.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you had in 2010 where everything went to shit in, in Favre's last year. And Childress got fired and
0: uh, I seem to remember that the last year was, like, Frazier's year. I mean, it was bad. Wasn't it, like, 3-13 or something? So,
1: yeah. Uh, you know, I guess anything's possible,
0: uh, but why, can't yeah, we, why can't we be... like... This honestly does kind of feel like,
1: uh, yeah, obviously Kirk's been here for three years, but this does kind of feel like, okay, you know, Farm's year, we're all expecting
0: something big, and it just blows up from the start, and it never has a prayer. Yeah. yeah. Why can't we be consistent like the Ravens?
1: Well, yeah, coaching, man. <laughs> coaching and defense, when... You know, think about what what how they built their team, and yeah. and also not being afraid to take a couple chances and build the offense around the
0: quarterback who's got some special skills. They just don't do that. And you know, think they they traded back into the first round to take Lamar Jackson. I want the like Vikings to
1: do that. The Vikings like to do that. We just don't ever do it on a quarterback. I guess Teddy Bridgewater and. Uh, he shredded
0: his knee, so... Yeah, that's, that's the unfortunate part, too. I mean, Teddy could... Right now, we wouldn't even have to be talking about Kirk Cousins. Teddy Bridgewater would be the quarterback. He's the quarterback that Zimmer wanted. It's just with that knee, it was really hard to tie that much money in into. That's right. It, oh, the woes of a Vikings fan, I tell you what. Um, we'll get it all figured out before, before, uh, before too long. Okay, that sounds good. I I... I, I I, I enjoy your optimism, and I am optimistic too that something will will turn around here. Um, and maybe it just takes this terrible year uh, that normally the Vikings don't have, like picking in the top five. But if they can get one of these quarterbacks, oh boy, sky's the limit. Or we just have to tank like in seven years for Archie uh, or for Arch Manning. I mean, that's the, that's, that's right. It, that's where I'm at after Trevor. <laughs> it's meant to be.
1: Archie Manning played for the Vikings. Archie Manning will be the Vikings quarterback in
0: 2026. There we go. We just have to wait six more years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcus, I always appreciate the time, my friend. Um, hopefully we can chat next week, and uh, you have a good rest of your week, and, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Marcus Traxler, Mitchell Daily, Republic. Uh, loyal Vikings fan. Um Wants Zimmer and Spielman fired if the Vikings are that bad and in position to take a quarterback. It makes sense on the surface. It does. Um, I I think you just have to take what's gone on in 2020 with a grain of salt and say, uh, you know what? Things are just different this year. It... The lack of an and again the Vikings weren't the only team that had to deal with this every team had to but you look at what the Vikings had to um, change over this year especially defensively that's the big and yeah maybe I I think we all underestimated uh, Stefan Diggs's uh talent or ability but or just what he meant to the team But if it it was the headache, if you knew that he wasn't going to truly buy in and if he was going to be that guy that would be the distraction to the offense and wouldn't give it his all for the team, maybe that's why you you get rid of him. I have to think that. I mean, it just... (sighs) Whatever. It's so tough. Well, you know what? Let's wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast with a look back at Week 2 and make some early picks for Week 3. Uh, week 2 started out with a dandy on Thursday Night Football. Highest rated ever uh, game ever for Thursday Night Football on, strictly on the NFL Network. Uh, battle of number ones, Baker Mayfield against Joe Burrow. And Baker Mayfield uh, looked sharp, incredibly sharp early on. In this game, hitting Odell Beckham for a touchdown, the the running game, the Bengals have no run defense, and the Bang and the Browns ran all over them, and so that was significant for the Browns. The, uh, the Joe Burrow played fantastic through 61 passes. Uh, I think that was like one of the, the highest that ever a rookie's thrown. He 37 completions, that's a rookie record. He is the real deal. Bengals lose 35-30, but Bengals fans should uh, feel solace in the fact that they have their guy for the next. 10 years. The injuries we talked about it earlier, they were significant. No team got hit worse in in the injury bug than the 49ers losing Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, all the injuries two at least are season ending. We'll see what uh Raheem Mostert and we'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers dominate the Jets though 31 to 13 cuz the Jets suck. They're just absolutely terrible. Uh, They gave up a third and 31 to Jarek McKinnon running. I mean, former Viking running back. Yikes. 49ers win 31-13. They play the Giants next week. Same stadium. Uh, They have concerns about the field. Um, We'll get to the Giants, though, in a moment here. Uh, Bills beat the Dolphins 31-28. Josh Allen continues his stellar start to the season. 417 passing yards, four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs 153 yards receiving and... He had two total touchdowns. He had more yards receiving than the Vikings. A sad state of affairs. The game of the day, the game of the year so far, maybe it'll be the game of the year period. The comeback of the year. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Atlanta Falcons 40-39. to The watermelon onside kick that the Falcons didn't go you know, dive on before 10 yards, either thinking, I don't know, they either didn't understand the rules or maybe they thought that it wasn't going to go 10 yards. Maybe they were afraid that. They would fall on it and fumble it. Either way, awful, awful job by the Falcons. Uh, Huge comeback by the Cowboys. They were down 20 to nothing at one point, and 29 to 10. Uh, They beat the Falcons 40 to 39. That's not a loss that the Falcons will be able to recover from this season. Lions had a 14-3 lead in Green Bay. They didn't last long. The Lions now have lost four straight games when dealing with a double-digit lead. That is an NFL record. When they've had a double-digit lead. That's an NFL record. Um, Aaron Jones. Big day for him. But 30... like he, he he got me like 46 fantasy points. Three total touchdowns. Over 160 yards rushing. Packers dominate 42-21. Went with the Eagles. But boy, t- Carson Wentz and company look bad. Uh, defensively, they're not very good. But offensively, they suck. The offensive line's bad. Uh, Taylor Higby, tight end for the Rams. Three touchdowns in this one. Jared Goff looked great. The Rams beat the Eagles 37-19. to uh, Higby's three touchdowns a career high. Vikings lose 28-11 to to the Colts. Nothing went right for the Vikings. They were awful in every phase imaginable. They suck. Uh, Phillip Rivers gets his first win as a Colt. But they lose a couple of guys. Paris uh Gonna say Paris Hilton. Paris Campbell, wide receiver, left with a PCL injury, and Malik Hooker tore his Achilles tendon a week after running back Marlon Mack of the Colts tore his Achilles tendon. Um that's bad for the Colts. They lose, or they they win, they get to the win, but they suffer a key a few key losses along the way. Those Giants um suffered a huge injury to running back Saquon Barkley, tore his ACL. They fell behind very quickly, 17-0 to the Bears. They fought back, and Daniel Jones actually had a chance to get the, Bear, the get the Giants in the end zone. He couldn't do it. The Bears win, 17-13. Steelers, uh, 2-0. Ben Roethlisberger looked good. Uh, the Broncos lose quarterback Drew Locke to injury, to a shoulder injury. He's going to be out two to six weeks, I think. Jeff Driscoll got the starting. the Broncos had a chance. Couldn't quite get it done. Uh, Cortland Sutton wide receiver, he's out for the year now, too, with a knee injury. So that's more bad news on the injury front for the Broncos. But the Steelers win 26-21. One of the, the really entertaining games of the day happened in Nashville, where the Tennessee Titans hung on to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 33-30. Steven Gostowski makes the game-winning field goal it was like 49 or 50. Given all of his struggles the week before had to feel good for him to make that Gardner Minshew uh, Jaguars were down by 14 points he came back, got the got them to, to tie the game but ultimately Ryan Tannehill has four touchdown passes, two of which went to tight end John U. Smith too much in the Titans win, 33-30 to Tom Brady gets his first win as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer Bucks jumped out to an early 21-0 lead went on to beat the Carolina Panthers 31-17, oh and more injury news you want more injury news, yeah Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers. High ankle sprain. He's out two to six weeks. It's not... Uh, wow. Uh, the, again, I asked Marcus if he wants to get on the train. He's a little more reserved. He thinks that the Cardinals... Yeah, you know, it's because it's the Cardinals. Not everyone's going to get on board. Get on board right now. Kyler Murray is the real deal. Uh, he was sensational. Another rushing touchdown. A couple of rushing touchdowns, I think. And a passing one. Um, he's just great. And the, the Cardinals easily beat Washington 30-15. to DeAndre Hopkins just adds something to that offense. Uh, watch out for the Cardinals. Kansas City Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Chargers 23-20 behind three. Her- Harrison Butker made four 50-plus yard field goals. Uh, only two counted because of a timeout and a false start, but, uh... The, the Chargers did a great job against the Chiefs. The Chiefs' offense looked very mundane for much of this game. And then the fourth, fourth quarter comes along, and Patrick Mahomes throws this incredible pass to Tyreek Hill. And it's only a throw that only Mahomes can do, only that he can make. And the Chiefs end up winning in overtime 23-20. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson... Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards ran all over the Texans. 33-16 a final. Baltimore is just so good. Can't wait for that matchup. Monday Night Football, Kansas City at Baltimore. Fantastic coming up here. Seattle Seahawks uh, beat the New England Patriots 35-30. Great game in this one. Russell Wilson throws five touchdowns. Um, Cam Newton... Ran for a couple, but he gets stopped at the one-yard line as the game ends. It looked like he, he had been able to run all over the Seahawks inside the, the goal line for much of the game. Not here, though. The, the Patriots lose on a day that... Um, very sad news that running back James White lost his father um, in a car accident in Miami. His mother was also in the car. In critical condition, so... He did not play in this game. So, again, thoughts and prayers are with James White. Uh, that is a very tragic situation. In the Monday Night Football, the Raiders christened um, the, dar- the, the the Death Star, the Allegiant Field there in Las Vegas. First game in Las Vegas as the Las Vegas Raiders. They beat the Saints 34-24, and Drew Brees did not look very good. Age is catching up with him. It's not good news there. Week 3, let's make some early picks here. Start Thursday night football on the NFL Network. Battle in Florida. Miami Dolphins 0 2 at the 1 1 Jacksonville Jaguars. Miami might have more talent on the offensive side, but the Jaguars have Gardner Minshew and Minshew Mania. Min Minshew. Min, min- Take the Jaguars to beat the Dolphins. Sunday then Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central time on Fox. This is a very tough one because I don't believe that the that the Bears are as good as their 2 and 0 record indicates. How do the Falcons bounce back from that terrible loss to the Cowboys? They're gonna do their best. I think they will get it done against the Bears, but I don't say that with a great deal of confidence, but the Falcons will win. San Francisco 49ers at the New York Giants 1 p.m. Eastern and Central time on Fox. Do the Fal- do the 49ers even have uh, enough able bodies to uh, be able to play the Giants? They do. Okay. 49ers win. But that field, I I, I tell you what. Las Vegas Raiders at the New England Patriots, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. The 2-0 Raiders at the 1-1 Patriots. Are the Raiders for real? If they beat the Patriots, they are. They're not going to. Cam Newton and company get the job done. Patriots win. Los Angeles Rams at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. What a game this is. Battle of Undefeateds. I think I'm going to go with Josh Allen and the Bills, though, to, to get the job done here against the Rams. I just don't fully believe in the Rams yet. The Bills' defense is incredible. This is going to be a low-scoring game. The Rams' defense will make life difficult for Josh Allen and company, but I do have the Bills emerging victorious. The Minnesota Vikings hosting the Tennessee Titans 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS I can't do it this week. The Vikings just look so pathetic. No Anthony Barr. You got to face Derrick Henry and the Titans. No, thank you. The Titans win. They improved to 3-0. Vikings drop to 0-3. Washington at Cleveland, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. Sorry, Washington. You just don't have it. The Browns offense looked great last week against Cincinnati. They'll keep it up against Washington here. Look for a big game all around from the Browns. Browns win. Battle of the winless Clubs in the City of Brotherly Love. 0-2 Bengals at the 0-2 Eagles, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. I am so tempted to take Joe Burrow and the Bengals because I don't believe in what the Eagles are doing, but the Bengals' defense is bad. They're just so bad. you going to take the Eagles to get off the schneid, but another close game coming up here. Don't be surprised if the Bengals emerge victorious in this one, though. Houston Texans at the Pittsburgh Steelers, 1 p.m. Eastern Central Time on CBS. I don't think the Steelers are quite as good as their 2-0 record indicates. The Texans murderous schedule to start the year. They're probably better than 0-2, but they'll be 0-3. Pittsburgh gets the job done, and uh, it's a Watt family affair because uh, J.J. plays for the Texans. Derek and T.J. both play for the Steelers, so the Watt family will be there Uh and enjoy a a good game, but unfortunately not every Watt is going to uh, be a winner in this one. What? What? Sorry, had to do it. Steelers win. Carolina Panthers at the Los Angeles Chargers, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Justin Herbert likely to get the start, I would imagine, here for the Chargers. If Tyrod Taylor is not fit to play, no Christian McCaffrey for the Panthers. That doesn't bode well for him. The Chargers get the win. Herbert will pick up his first win as a QB. Uh, New York Jets at the Indianapolis Colts, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. As if I need to even ask. Or as if I need to even say anything. The Colts. Easily. Over the Jets. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Seattle Seahawks, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Cowboys' miraculous job to not fall to 0-2. Uh, with that comeback, the Seahawks, uh, That defense, a little suspect, a little scary to me. I'll take the Seahawks to win, though, even though that the crowd at CenturyLink Field, there won't be any. But I'll take the Seahawks to win. 0-2 Lions at the 2-0 Arizona Cardinals, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. The Kyler Murray show is just going to continue to roll, and the Lions are in for a long day. Take the Cardinals. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Denver Broncos, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Tom Brady does not fare well in Denver, but he is going against Jeff Driscoll. And I just don't see the Buccaneers losing to a team that's been hit by the injury bug as bad as the Broncos have. Flipping it from when I did, before the season began and I was going through and looking at wins and losses, I had the Broncos winning this one. I don't anymore. Taking the Bucs. Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. The Packers are rolling right now. They're very good. The Saints, a little suspect against the Raiders. They'll turn that around, I think. The this, this statement game for the Saints. And a statement game for the Packers. I'll take the Saints. I don't say that very um, optimistically. And then the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central time on ESPN. Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson. What a matchup this is going to be. The Chiefs defense isn't ready for Lamar. Taking Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to emerge victorious over the Chiefs. And those are your Week 3 picks. Uh, Official picks and predictions can be found in the stack at stackattack.sportsblog.com on Friday in our Football Friday post. Um... So big big show all the way around. I want to thank Travis, of course, and, and Charlie and Marcus for all of the, the talk, all of the conversation. You can find this podcast on podcast.com, Twitter at Andy Stackin, uh, at Travis Krenz, at Marcus Traxler, at C.E. Hildebrand, Facebook, Nathan Stackin, a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Again, thank you to, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. With more talk, more sports talk, Uh, congrats again to Travis and Melissa on the house. Um, And yeah, see what the Vikings can do. Enjoy the week of college football. The SEC is back. And you come back next week for more sports talk. We'll see what else we can throw in there as well. Nathan Sacken saying thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you tune in again next week. Hope you listen again next week on another episode of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Mask up, stay safe.